podcast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. You know, last week we had Ray Stanford on the show, very outspoken guy who's amateur paleontologist and UFO investigator combined, working at both very successfully. It almost, I think, or pretty much reached a record in the number of episode downloads of any episode of the Paracast over the past over eight years. Imagine that. Well, it was keeping our servers busy working overtime. Really good. Really good response to his appearance. And he posted a couple of items which I quoted in our forums. Responses to different issues. I think one significant one regarding the Sicaro, New Mexico UFO. This is the insignia on the UFO. And some online commentator complained that Stanford made an erroneous claim or a false claim about the so-called change of the insignia in descriptions of the sighting. But we learn from documents that have already been revealed, plus all the references he provided, that was done by the government who investigated the case, suggesting they change that insignia so they wouldn't get fake cases. As uh, I think Dave Rudiak, who's a longtime investigator of this Crow case, uh, pointed out on the forums that, you know, Ray's once again has vindicated that his claims have been backed up by documentation. And, you know, uh, what better place to find that than the National Archives with, uh, with a film crew right there? It's something where they didn't know what they would find until the information was presented to them. So right. it was a very happy surprise. Yeah. I just really am pushing Ray as uh, hard as I can. You know, you can't push, push Ray too hard. So I am, because I he am pushing him back and, and supporting him to get his work out and publish it so that people can finally be shut up about their whining and complaining and not believing his, uh, his claims. And, you know, again, the guy works at his own pace. Who are we to question it? He's not a young man. He knows that. And, uh, his analytical work that he's been working on pretty much since I've known him, uh, is just jaw dropping. And, uh, someone like James Fox, who, is a fairly up to speed guy. I wouldn't spend eight eight days with someone unless there was something there. And you know, I, I people call me an apologist for him, or they say I've, you know, I I have drunk the Ray Kool Aid, or I don't know how many other um, insults have been thrown in my direction uh, over this whole Ray Stanford uh, situation. But he's going to have the last laugh, and uh, I I'm sticking to my guns. I'm I'm not some wet behind the ears, uh, idiot. I do have a bit of experience in this field myself and I know the real thing when I see it. And I don't really care what anybody else thinks about that. Part of the criticism is the fact that Ray and his brother Rex were involved with some of the contactees in the fifties, but they were teenagers then. Right. We outgrow our craziness as teenagers. At least most of us do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, let's go ahead and uh, hold his feet to the fire, things that happened 40, 50 years ago. Sure. I mean, yeah. he's, he's very talented. Uh, we've never really talked about his, his, uh, his what some would call psychic abilities. Uh, for instance, the, the ability to detect and uh, analyze traces of, of animals uh, that existed you know, 65 to 100 million years ago. 
is uh, uncanny. And uh, I think there is some sort of extra ability that he has. Uh, his observational acuity is, is off the charts. And, and uh, I think that, you know, a, a person with those kinds of sensitivities, I think uh, when they're young and, and don't have a lot of the experience that you have once you've grown up, you know, that could impact your personality. It, could, it would definitely impact people around you. So, you know, I think over the many years, he's, he's tempered his enthusiasm uh, and really focused on the scientific aspect of ufology as opposed to the organizations and the attempts to um, make friends and influence people, so to speak. So, you know, again, Ray's going to have the last laugh. Uh, I'm, I'm his I'm biggest fan, and uh, I'm really glad that uh, there is an ever-increasing parade of very talented and high-powered people that are beating a path to his door. and being shown uh, some some pretty amazing stuff. Now, in our forums, if you go to forum.theparacast.com and check the thread called Ray Stanford, May 18, 2004 episode, there's also material there about this B-52 crash back in Texas, February 29th, 1968. It was reported by the AP where eight people disappeared, and he talks about the UFO connection. And he also names the eight people who died, by the way, the people who were never found. And he has a lot of information. And in a subsequent post from David Rudiak, he amplifies and confirms what Ray wrote about it. Well, yeah. And uh, again, you know, this guy, uh, he has an amazing uh, ability to compartmentalize data in his head and file it away. The way he can rattle off names and dates and, and, and descriptions, uh, you know, 40, 50 years after the fact, is just is amazing to me. Uh, the guy is very, very sharp on the ball. He hasn't really lost any of his uh, m- mental acuity. And, and I just, you know, I support, I support his efforts and I, I'm, I try to be there as much as I can. I try to, you know, push him to, to hurry up and <laughs> finish this process. So that I can be vindicated as as well as him. I mean, I've really stuck my neck out uh, here for him. I've not done this for anybody else in the field, really. And um, I just, I really think that he is the most important person in ufology. And, and there's no question in my mind about that. It's amazing, though. It makes me feel more encouraging and encouraged about people as they get older. He's, what, 77 years old? Yeah, almost. Yeah, in about Smart a as a whip. I hope... When I'm 77, I can do just as well. Let's move on to our guest today. Now, both guests, by the way, have been on the PowerCast before separately, but they make up two of the three authors behind a new book about what is considered one of the best documented UFO cases in history. Back in December 1980, the Rendlesham Forest Incident. The book is a hardcover, and by the way, it's from a major publisher, which is a division of St. Martin's Press. And you know, when you get a big publisher behind a UFO-oriented book, that's an event in and of itself. Yeah. It's a hardcover book. How many hardcover books are being published anymore? It's got regular thick paper, very well printed. Encounter in Rendlesham Forest. It's Nick Pope with John Burroughs and Jim Penniston. And both John and Nick will be on the show today. They've been on the Paracast before separately. But we're really happy to have them together to get the latest insights about this case because it still remains a 
very big point of speculation. There are many, many questions from our listeners for these two gentlemen. As you know, Nick Pope was doing UFO investigations for the Ministry of Defense in the UK. You know, he's like a counterpart of the late Edward Ruppelt in the United States who worked with Project Blue Book. He was the UFO guy for a few years at the Ministry of Defense, helped getting all that information out. You know, they've released under the UK equivalent of the Freedom of Information Act a lot of cases, maybe not things with smoking guns, but a lot of UFO information has been revealed from the UK. Would that we had near as much in the US? Well, I'm really looking forward to this. Uh, I, I've met uh, both John and Nick, and uh, the book is, is, uh, is fascinating. I think we're going to find out some nice, uh, <laughs> some new information here that uh, most people don't know about the case. Now, I realize some of you are new to the Paracast and certainly new to UFO lore, so very likely you haven't heard much about this case. In fact, we'll summarize it quickly for people who are not familiar with Rendlesham that much. But we're going to run right into the new stuff. Stuff they haven't heard before. We'll also focus on your questions. That's John Burroughs, Nick Pope. The book is Encounter in Rendlesham Forest. More to come. You're in the Paracast. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there's The Coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors. Find out more at rockoids.com. That's rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. So here's what happened. I was placing an order online. The site went down. It took hours before it returned, but I had already placed the order with another company. If your site goes down, you could lose business. And if you have a business or personal site, you'll want to know it's easy to run and it will stay online. At iWeb, your site is hosted on one of the most reliable networks in the world. Talk to a sales rep at iWeb.com. Use the promo code TECHNIGHTOWL for a special discount. Have you ever felt like the United States government knows way too much about your financial affairs? I continue to hear stories about property seizures, frozen bank accounts, confiscation of stocks and bonds. It makes me wonder if the U.S. citizen will ever again have the right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Unfortunately, with the Drug and Money Laundering Act, the IRS Revenue Ruling 6045 of 1984, and the Trading with the Enemy Act and Franklin D. Roosevelt's Executive Order of 1933, some precious metal holdings are subject to government intervention. For this reason, Midas Resources has prepared a report explaining the boundaries of trading precious metals privately. Whether if you have any intention of trading with Midas Resources or not, I have instructed my representatives to give this report out free. Call for your free copy at 1-800-686-2237. When investing, always proceed with caution. Again, call 1-800-686-2237. Exercise your legal right to trade metals privately. 1-800-686-2237. For over five years, you've been hearing about the Berkey guy. So you may know a few things about him. For example, you are well aware of the superior quality and effectiveness of Berkey water filters and accessories. 
But did you know the Berkeys have had independent lab tests done to prove just how effective they are? It's true, and he can email you the test results. Just visit GoBerkey.com. You may also know that the Berkey guy has helped tens of thousands of people get better prepared. Now here's something you may not know. GoBerkey.com has amazing specials and deals all the time on a wide variety of survival and preparedness products. Most ready to ship same day. Visit the Berkey guy at GoBerkey.com and be sure to click the red Products on Sale Now button. You can always call toll-free 877-886-3653. Again, that's 877-886-3653. GoBerkey.com, home of the Berkey guy. Springtime is save big time at Herbal Healer Academy. Long-term customers know spring is the time to stock up at HerbalHealer.com. And for new customers, welcome to the web's best place to save on vitamins, minerals, and more. Log on for spring specials, including our 500 parts per million colloidal silver, all sizes on sale. Choose from Herbal Healer's great variety of weight loss products like apple cider vinegar, Hootia and Metabolic Complex, and ProMetabolic, all on sale now. Also, the Anti-Parasite Intestinal Freedom and Warwood Plus Complex, plus Stevia Liquid Sweetener and the Super Enzymes, all on sale for spring at HerbalHealer.com. As always, we offer certificate correspondence courses in natural medicine. Enjoy same-day shipping and free online newsletter. Log on now to HerbalHealer.com and click on Spring Specials to save big with our nation's leader in supplying quality natural medicine and education since 1988, Herbal Healer Academy. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. The book is Encounter in Rendlesham Forest. It's a high-quality, hardcover book. And that, in this day and age, is almost amazing because everything is what they call trade paperback with the soft covers and everything. So Nick Pope and John Burroughs are with us. Nick, you got to be lucky that you got such a high-quality book accepted by a major publisher. Well, I think it, it was a mixture of um, good fortune, but also hard work, both on the part of uh, John, Jim, myself, and our literary agent back in the UK, Andrew Lowney. And uh, we, we did very much take the view that, yes, in, in a world littered with self-published um, as you say, soft cover trade paperbacks. We wanted to go with a mainstream publisher. We wanted this book to get into Barnes & Noble, all the big stores. And for that reason, uh, we went with Thomas Dunn Books, which is part of St. Martin's Press, which in turn is part of the giant Macmillan group, one of the so-called big six in the publishing industry. And it was important to us that, that we do that for precisely the reason that we wanted this not just to be a niche UFO and paranormal book, but something that uh, was a breakout title into the mainstream. Now, I should tell you that the first book publisher I worked with was a division of Macmillan. This is about 20 years ago. So somewhat familiar with them. And it looks like, you know, they got a publicist working on this title with you. This is really terrific. And I know you guys have been really restricting the interviews, and I'm glad you're spending extra time with us. Nick, let me start here with the case. Now, we have this mixed audience. Most of you have heard about Rendlesham 
Some have not. Maybe give us a very brief overview for this first segment, the remaining, you know, six or seven minutes, the essence of the case, and then we'll get into the details and the new stuff, okay? Sure. Well, I think uh, what impressed me when I first came across this case at the Ministry of Defense, where I worked for 21 years, but uh, three years on their UFO project, this was clearly the biggest and most compelling and, and generally most interesting case in our files. It took place over a series of nights in December 1980 and involved not just lights in the sky, but a structured craft of some sort, which, as as you'll hear from John, uh, he and Jim got extremely close to in a way that I think most witnesses who see UFOs just for a, a few seconds in the distance don't get to experience. And what was, I think, particularly compelling about this is that John and Jim weren't the only witnesses. I mean, in all, at the twin bases of Bentwaters and Woodbridge, where this took place. Now, these are American bases on British soil. There were probably many, many dozen witnesses, including the deputy base commander, Lieutenant Colonel Charles Holt. The UFO was tracked on radar. The UFO left physical traces in terms of indentations on the ground, scorch marks on the tree, and particularly interesting, radiation levels, which were taken with a Geiger counter and assessed subsequently, not just by the U.S. Air Force, but by the British Ministry of Defense, where the defense intelligence staff essentially said that these levels of radiation seemed significantly higher than background. And again, the thing that makes all of this stand out is this isn't just John and Jim's recollections. There is an audit trail of verifiable documents, government documents, the provenance of which is not disputed, actually backing up everything that we say. So, for example, when I talk about the defense intelligence staff and the radiation levels, you can go to the back of the book, you can see the document that I'm talking about, and indeed, as I say, the provenance of these documents are not disputed. They're also lodged at the National Archives in in the UK on the Ministry of Defense website. So, all in all, this is a multiple witness encounter where the vast majority of these witnesses are trained military personnel and where there's physical evidence. And I think for that reason, this this case is almost what I call a perfect storm of ufology. John, very briefly, because you did discuss this on the Paracast previously, you suffered some various injuries or an illness which may be related to the radiation factor, right? Yeah, um, my vision and heart, and since I've been on last time, it got really bad. Um, I've had to have um, surgery on my valve, had it replaced. Uh, I've got a pacemaker defibrillator. And what's also interesting is when this whole thing got out of hand, tried to get my military records for my civilian doctor, and it was denied by the DOD and the VA. I can say this, it appears that my records, my medical records are classified, so they won't release my records for first my civilian doctor, then my VA doctors to work with. Also, uh, filing for disability, they won't release them, so my records seem to be locked down. Oh, boy. Just let me ask you parenthetically, because there's this big brouhaha now about the way the VA is treating veterans. Have you found problems with the VA beyond the fact that you can't get your medical records? Well, I mean, the gist of it is everything that's being said is factual. The way times are 
terrible. When I went down a couple of weeks ago when Senator McCain had his press conference, I had a guy sit right next to me that's having the same problem I am and that his records are either being held back or some of them that he did get a hold of through a lawyer are redacted. So yeah, the VA's got terrible wait lines. Not every facility in the country, but quite a few of them, they do. There clearly is, you know, they were doing the list and, you know, people were, as they put out, appear to be dying from it. So, yeah, there's a big problem in the VA besides me alone, and that's that's clear. But what makes it even harder is when you run a case across like mine or other people that have either been involved in something that's classified or working around classified weapons, they can't even get their records for their doctors to understand how to treat them from their illnesses, which can lead to cancer and a lot of other things. Well, certainly if there's radiation, and look what you have undergone— is there an excuse given by the authorities for keeping your records a secret other than this is top secret information? Don't they care about the health and welfare of people who serve this country? They won't answer Senator McCain. They won't answer FOIAs. They won't answer whether they've even sent. There's a, there's a, a division set up. It's called Special Operations. And you can apply. And that's what Senator Kyle tried to do before he retired. Senator McCain's doing it now. They won't even answer if they've even applied or if my records are classified for sure. They just keep giving us the runaround. So, yeah, there is supposedly some protocol set up, but they don't want to answer it. And they even lied to Senator McCain when he asked for all the stuff they used originally to deny my disability, they only gave them part of it. And we reapplied for it. They sent some more, but they won't answer for you as far as how much do they have, if any of it's classified or redacted, and what is actually the laws they have to operate by. And ultimately, I've already spoke to one lawyer, um, and I'm possibly going to move forward if they deny my second appeal, is the fact that these are my records and they don't have legal right to hold it back from. I would think also, if you're suffering irreparable harm, because a doctor can't get the records, can't look at your medical history, can't get a full picture of your condition. You know, you have a heck of a lawsuit there, I would think. I mean, we don't want that to happen. Obviously, you know, I've met John Burroughs. He spent some time in my house when he did the last episode of the Paracast that he appeared on. He's a great guy. Why would anybody want to hurt this fellow? I'll tell you, or anyone who's impacted by these VA and government issues. Okay, folks, our guests are John Burroughs and Nick Pope. With Gene and Chris, you're in The Paracast. We are the premier independent talk radio network. The Genesis Communications Network. G-C-N. Is there a secret UFO agenda? Do strange creatures from the darkest corners of the mind roam the earth? Is there evidence for mind control, time travel, or devious government conspiracies? Find out the inside scoop on the latest conspiracies, paranormal activity, and Freudian phenomena when you subscribe to Tim Beckley's Conspiracy Journal. It's jam-packed with stories, special book and DVD promotions, and the best news, it's absolutely free, sent right to your mailbox. Plus, a bonus free email newsletter sent out every Friday. Simply send an email with your name and address to MrUFO at WebTV.net. That's MrUFO at WebTV.net. Find out what they don't want you to know. Time. 
time and time again. You need to come here and help us. We need assistance. Please. Those we should be able to depend on let us down. Federal and state and local officials saying help is on the way. Well, the folks here in Bell Harbor say show me. Don't depend on the government to save you. Take action now so that you're prepared for the next disaster with MyPatriotSupply.com. Get the best prices on storable food, non-GMO seeds, water filtration devices, home canning equipment, survival and self-reliance books, and more at MyPatriotSupply.com. Call 866-229-0927. We are hurting down here and we need help immediately. Before it's time to survive, it's time to prepare. MyPatriotSupply.com. MyPatriotSupply.com. Hi, this is Steve Sanchez, and based on a recent study, it was found that 57 million Americans had legal issues over the last 12 months, but only 60% of those studied sought out the services of a lawyer. Why? In a nutshell, affordability. While well, my friends at Legal Shield have created a solution that can help you not if, but when you need an attorney. For as little as $17 per month, Legal Shield will provide you unlimited access to qualified attorneys at an accomplished law firm for advice and counsel on legal issues, no matter how serious or trivial. For over 40 years and with 1.4 million families across North America, Legal Shield can help you, the loyal GCN listener. Representatives are standing by now to answer your questions, so call them now at 1-855-340-SAVE. That's 1-855-340-7283 or visit them at lsprotection.com. That's lsprotection.com. Results will vary from case to case. The human body is extraordinary. Despite all the stresses we inflict upon it, it still works hard to stay in balance. Thousands upon thousands of people rely upon heart and body extract to help their body stay balanced. This excellent 100% natural herbal formula helps maintain healthy blood pressure levels, cleans arteries, promotes good circulation, balances cholesterol, and more. HB extract paired with healthy lifestyle choices like good nutrition and exercise can give you a life free of pain, sickness, and fear. Recapture your youthful vitality and experience your body healing itself with the aid of hb extract it's extremely effective and it starts working in just days visit hbextract.com to learn more and to read scores of testimonials from satisfied customers and we've never increased our price in over 10 years that makes heart and body extract as great a value now as it was the first day we sold it a healthy heart is a happy heart call 866-295-5305 or go to hbextract.com Hi, this is Don Ecker, and you are tuned into the Paracast. Let me tell you what, you're going to hear stuff here that you probably won't hear anywhere else. Hear that, George Snorri? Here on the Paracast with Gene and Chris, we have John Burroughs and Nick Pope. The book is Encounter in Rendlesham Forest. I understand this is not being a political show. The fact is here that in order to understand the impact of the case, we have to look into how it hurt the health of John Burroughs. And therefore, we get involved in the politics because that's what it's all about. Okay, now, John, obviously here, if they're holding things back and they're secret, obviously there are things about this case they don't want the public to know. Yeah, that's that's pretty clear. I mean, like I said, when I got sick, the last, the first time, and I was seeing civilian doctors. Uh, he he was perplexed. He knew I had a heart issue, but he couldn't figure out why. He 
he asked me when when I first started having the problem, and I says back in the military, and I gave him a brief description. You know, I, right after something happened to me, I started getting sick. Then they did the diagnosis. You know, as far as that I had mitral valve prolapse, and they did an echo and all that other stuff. And he says, well, for me, I need to see the initial symptoms to maybe have a better idea. And, and they're holding it back. So there's speculation by different people on why, but ultimately they don't want that part of when I got sick first. And then some of the stuff even now with the going on with the VA, some of my stuff is, is tied up in a system where I can't even get, I've asked for it and they won't give it to me. And a couple of my initial doctors, you have to go through steps to go to a specialist. They can't even see it. It's in the VISTA system, which is twofold. It's a paperless system they're working on, but it also goes to the DOD. So even some of my VA doctors don't have access to my heart condition itself and the echoes and everything else, and even some of the surgery stuff. Now, is there anything about your condition that doctors who've examined you have said is unusual? I mean, it's not unusual for people to have heart conditions. Well, one of the things that was brought up is that mitral valve is something that's there, but both of my my leaflets were damaged, and they, I can't remember how you pronounce them. I just call them front and back. The back one's usually never damaged, and a mitral valve, and my, that one was shredded. And it was mentioned that they've never seen anything like that. And there is stuff out there that's been uncovered, including there was an article written in a medical journal on uh, in January stating that that kind of damage is usually caused by radiation. Now, parenthetically, Nick Pope, maybe you, you recall this. Did you ever study the Cash Landrum case in the U.S.? Yeah, this was something that was uh, apparent to uh, John, Jim, and I very quickly when we, we started trying to put the Rendlesham Forest incident into its wider geopolitical context was was the uh, coincidence, if indeed you believe that's what it is, that really a matter of hours after the second uh, well-known encounter in Rendlesham Forest, i.e. the one involving Colonel Holt, as well as a number of witnesses and, and John, indeed, was part of that second encounter, too. But, uh, yeah, the Cash Landrum case took place just so close in terms of time to Rendlesham. And both cases involved the apparent irradiation of the witnesses that one can't help but think what the connection might be there. Was this the same object? Is is there some other connection in terms of what governments, be it the American or the British government, know? We're not sure, but certainly we were aware of of this uh, extraordinary coincidence. Yeah, that that leads uh, to an interesting question. Uh, Many people who have studied the Cash Landrum case have come to the conclusion that this could have been some sort of um, perhaps a, a black project of, of the United States military. And one of our listeners uh, who has posted questions at forum.theparacast.com asked the question, is there evidence to suggest that the Rendlesham Forest incident could simply have been the testing of a secret military aircraft or weapon? Well, I'm pretty skeptical of, of that theory. I mean, I think it's taken as a given that at any time there will be a number of black projects, uh, secret prototype aircraft, spy planes, drones, flying around, being tested. Sometimes they'll have gone operational, but you won't see at the air shows for 10, maybe 15 years. There is a, a huge gap, in other words, between what's going on in the research and development world and the testing world and what's publicly declared. 
Now, we considered, obviously, very carefully the state of aviation technology in 1980 when this occurred. And, you know, if, if, if this was a, if this had been some prototype aircraft or drone, you would expect around about 10, 15 years downstream, it would be publicly declared, here it is, uh, just as happened with, say, stealth, for example, this, this is some new piece of kit that we've got, but we haven't seen anything which seems remotely close yet in either shape or capability in terms of speed and maneuverability to what was actually encountered in Rendlesham Forest. So that's one of the reasons I'm skeptical about that. I mean, the other reason is that I obviously, through my Ministry of Defense job, have a, a pretty good working knowledge or, or, or had when I was in of what's out there. And I'm sure Jim and John, too, have their own hands-on experience with having served in the U.S. Air Force. So, yes, of course, we, we certainly considered that possibility, but we've not been able to turn up any aircraft or drone that would match what was actually encountered. As a practical matter, Nick, though, wouldn't the U.S. government contact people with the Ministry of Defense and give them a heads up if something was being tested, even if it was secret? They'd contact the right authorities so they wouldn't be surprised they'd be prepared for it. Yes, indeed. There is a well-established diplomatic clearance procedure for overflights, for testing. Um, and even if a nation is not briefed on the full capabilities of a craft, if it's something new, you would still put in what, what's called a dip clear, a diplomatic clearance. And, and say, you know, this, this is, uh, we have something coming through. So, so yeah, I, again, that's yet another reason why the idea that this was some secret prototype aircraft or drone doesn't really match. John, let's go back to the case where you came very close to the... Um, it, 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 can I bring up something first? And I'd like sure, go ahead, please. to talk a little bit about it. Um, the book itself goes into a lot of different things. Um, Nick touched on it earlier, and, and I think we've done a couple of interviews where we've never really gotten around to it, but Nick was involved in a project called Project Condine, which is in the book. And within the project, which is not well known, but it is in the book, is the fact that the MOD documents that were declassified admitted that we were exposed to a phenomenon, and it involved a phenomenon that is real. And it, it involves radiation. So I, I defer to Nick that I think I'd like to hear him talk a little bit about that to the listeners because there is something out there that's in the record that is military documents that show what very well we could have encountered and what other people have had encounters with. Nick, you're on. Yeah, absolutely. I'm very glad John brought that up because I think we regard it actually as one of the most important bits in the book. The Project Condine was essentially an intelligence study into the UFO phenomenon commissioned by the Ministry of Defense's defense intelligence staff. But this was so sensitive that it was not even handled in the MOD, but it was, it was farmed out to a defense contractor by means of an existing contract so that there wouldn't even be a paper trail uh, for, for the pricing of the contract. And when the final report was declassified, and, and 
when I say declassified, this is one of the highest uh, levels of paperwork in terms of, of classification that the UFO community has ever really encountered. It was secret UK eyes only. And the final report ran to 468 pages. And I think, as is often the case, the UFO community perhaps missed a few things through focusing on the executive summary. Certainly the media missed a few things. Let's well, go into that in our next segment. What okay. areas of that report that they missed? We have Nick Pope, John Burroughs, two of the three people responsible for Encounter in Rendlesham Forest. More to come with Gene and Chris. You're in the Paracast. largest independently owned communications network GCN Attack of the Rockoids has been well received by critics and readers alike it's a thrill a minute story you'll never forget a former US military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space but the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors. Classic science fiction at its best. Available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R O C K O I D S. Com. Hey everyone, have you heard about the no-no hair removal device that's sweeping the globe? If you want to go weeks without shaving and get smooth, professional quality results, here's our favorite host, Cheryl, for no-no hair removal. Thanks. Hey gals, I love talking about my no-no. It's this cute little hair removal system that you can take with you and use almost anywhere at home or on the road. No more expensive in-office treatments, painful waxing, and no more wasting your valuable time. Got unwanted facial hair? No-No has patented Thermacon technology that works on all hair and skin colors, so it's perfect for using on all body parts. And now you can take advantage of this incredible risk-free trial. Get the No-No, the facial kit, a travel case, and a $100 discount shopping card, and you don't risk a penny to try it. Try the incredible No-No hair completely risk-free. Call 1-800-953-6062. That's 800-953-6062. 800-953-6062. I will never forget the day my son Jeremy told me he hated me and slammed the door in my face. I'm behavioral therapist Janet Lehman. Behavior problems can turn the child you love and your life into a nightmare. That's why my husband James and I created the Total Transformation, the step-by-step program that shows you how to fix the worst behavior problems and get your child to respect and listen to you again. No matter what the behavior, defiance, backtalk, angry outbursts, disrespect, we can help you stop it. Now you can get the total transformation for free. All you need to do is get the program and let us know how it works for you. You can keep it forever for free. 
limited number of free programs available. Call now, 1-888-912-1595. 1-888-912-1595. That's 1-888-912-1595. 1-888-912-1595. Ouch! My back is out again. Hi, Dr. Ortman with Wellspring Spinal Care. If you're experiencing neck, mid, or lower back pain, this information is for you. One of the complaints that I hear is patients receive their typical adjustment, only having to repeat them as the pain returns. Putting the bones back in place is only half of the battle. At Wellspring Spinal Care, we have the entire solution. We use the NUCA approach, utilizing three-dimensional x-rays and gentle touch technology to deliver specific correction. We then design a custom nutritional supplement program which provides essential nutrients targeting the areas of concern. With a NUCA approach and proper nutrition, you'll be on your way to a faster and more permanent recovery. To get you on the road to wellness, visit DrOrtman.com. That's Dr. O-R-T-M-A-N.com. Or call us today, 952-303-9124. That's 952-303-9124. Wellspring Spinal Care, chiropractic done right. Hello, this is Rosemary Ellen Guiley, and you're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. We have John Burroughs, Nick Pope joining us together for the first time on the Paracast with Gene and Chris. Nick, at the end of the last segment, you were talking about this report where the UFO community was looking at the talking points, the introduction, the summaries, but not the information that amplified on it. Could you tell us more? Certainly. And with apologies for a fairly long reference. But That's okay. In, in, in the final um, report, if you go to Volume 2, Annex F of Working Paper 1, and then you look under the heading non-ionizing EM effects on humans and EM field from a plasma, you'll actually find the following quote, and I'll read this verbatim. Okay, well, if you'll allow me to just read this uh, quote verbatim, because I think it's, it's very important. It, it reads as follows. The well-reported Rendlesham Forest slash Bentwaters event is an example where it might be postulated that several observers were probably exposed to UAP radiation for longer than normal UAP sighting periods. There may, there may be other cases which remain unreported. It's clear that the recipients of these effects are not aware that their behavior slash perception of what they are observing is being modified. Now, I, I should say that this is little short of sensational. This is a, a, a British government document, which at the time was stamped secret UK eyes only. And here it is, the UK Ministry of Defence, effectively saying, we believe that the Rendlesham Forest witnesses were probably irradiated. What bothers me more, Nick, in hearing that quote, is that they know there is radiation that is sent forth from these objects and they're warning against, obviously, prolonged exposure of some sort. In other words, UFOs are dangerous to your health, but they're not making well, public this warning. Yeah, I, I think it depends, of course, on the time of, of exposure and the level of the radiation. Now, if you look at Colonel Holt's report, 
you'll see that he's and, and I spoke to Monroe Nevels, by the way, just the other day. Again, he was someone whose who's, uh, input into the book is very important. He was the disaster preparedness officer who Colonel Holt took with him into the forest on the second um, time that the UFO came back. And, and he, he said that this was beta radiation and not gamma. So in one to one extent, that's that's a good thing. But what does that clearly, mean for regular people? Regular well, it, people, the, the, the layperson's yeah, the the layperson's explanation, and I'm not a scientist myself, is, is that it is simply less dangerous. But clearly, clearly, the Ministry of Defence, having made at the time the assessment that the radiation levels seem significantly higher than background, and then in Project Condine saying, yes, these, these observers were probably exposed to UAP radiation for longer than normal UAP sighting periods. That should have been briefed back to the U.S. Air Force. And, of course, it should have fed into John and Jim's quest to obtain their military medical records because it's all relevant. But I think what's absolutely key here is the fact that, on the one hand, the U.S. government public position is we're not interested in UFOs and we don't investigate them and haven't since 1969 when Project Blue Book was carried out. And on the other hand, the British government is saying, hey, in 1980, these US military personnel were exposed to radiation from this, this UFO. And, and it, by the way, UAP in Ministry of Defense term is, is simply UFO. It is unidentified aerial phenomena that we felt it was a more scientific term and it was the term we used internally that raises a bigger question are there other cases you've looked into where people getting in close proximity to a ufo for any period suffered any radiation effects no i've not come across anything except the cash landrum case but just going back to the point about the radiation i should say and i'll, I'll hand back perhaps to john on this because he's been far more involved than i what is extremely interesting about Project Condine is that while the final report has been declassified and released, albeit, of course, in a, a redacted version, many of the working papers, many of the highly technical and scientific working papers that went into informing this study have not been released. And John, as we speak, is actively involved in a campaign to try and unlock these withheld documents from the Ministry of Defense. And of course, on the one hand, everyone is banding around this phrase. If you ask the Ministry of Defense about UFOs, they'll come out with this glib soundbite, no defense significance. And yet behind the scenes, some of these documents are still being withheld under the exemptions that cover categories such as defense, national security, and intelligence. So we have a disconnect here. Indeed we do. John, you have some insights before we go on? Yeah, yes. Yes. Um, some of the things that are going on right now is, number one, the MOD has um, admitted that they're holding back other files for further release. And it was public perception that they had released everything they had. Um, you really need to go into these papers and look at them because it goes into details. If you look at the gist of the initial report, and, and, and I think Nick could even add more to this, it's kind of dumbed down 
possible weather phenomenon. But when you go into certain areas and certain things, it'll say there's a phenomenon. It's irrefutable. Um, the fact that there's been interaction with this phenomenon with aircraft, possibly leading to aircraft being brought down. There's all kinds of stuff in there. Now, do we want to categorize this as dangerous? That that's that's questionable. Yes, it's clear that we had an interaction with something and we've had health issues from it, but that still doesn't mean it's dangerous. And also, there's more questions need to be asked of where is it coming from? How's it getting here if it's coming from somewhere else? And some of these other things. There are things in there that open up other things, but the report itself has been kept quiet overall. And that report really needs to be looked dug into deeper by the scientific community and more questions need to be asked. And when I have asked certain questions, what's very interesting is at the end of the day, they claim none of this is of defense significance, but there's certain areas that are redacted. And when you ask them about them, they say they're being withheld for defense purposes. So they're talking now, out both sides of their mouths. Yeah, yes, they are. They're typical government behavior. Right, they're saying Double this speak. Is Right. This is not defense significance, yet stuff is still redacted. Every single thing that I've asked to have that stuff sent to me now or clarification on, they've went ahead and said that, that they will not release it because it's of defense nature, defense, offensive, defensive, different things, and they categorize it differently on top of the fact these files that supposedly are being held back, they won't even give them to me. They say they have to be redacted first, and they'll be released within the next year to year and a half. So, again, I think there's more things that Nick can cover on this because he knows that report better than I do overall. I'm still breaking it down and still working on it. But there's a lot to this, and this is important. Uh, Let me go back to the original incident for a moment, John, just to clarify a few things. Okay. Now, you came up close to the UFO. I recall you touched it. I I didn't touch it. Jim did. Jim did. Right. Okay. Did he suffer similar symptoms? Jim has been pretty closed um, mouth about problems he had, but he did say he's had some medical issues. I believe I've heard him talk briefly about he did have a heart problem afterwards. He's had some vision, vertigo, and stuff like that problems. But he's been more, you know, close to the cuff on exactly what his problems were. So, How long were you exposed to the UFO, meaning you were close to it? Um, all I remember is getting close to it and then it was gone. We had some missing time, which was 45 minutes right? and stuff. So we could have been around it, you know, up to 45 minutes, possibly. Did you ever submit yourself to hypnotic regression to try to figure out if you could recover some of those lost memories? Um, yes, I've gone under hypnosis on more than one occasion. And what have you determined? Well, the hypnosis is very disturbing to me because there are a lot of things that come out under hypnosis just by asking a question that I don't remember, but under hypnosis, things start to become clearer. And I, and I, I like to stress this. Under hypnosis, it's clear there was an interaction both on the first and the third night. It was with what I call the phenomena, and there was all kinds of strange things that went on. Oh, boy. I want to ask a hundred questions about that. And this does I'm Chris. sure you do. <laughs> well, let me get into this in a moment because we have to do our break. Right. John Burroughs, U.S. Air Force retired, joining us with Nick Pope. Both are authors of Encounter in Rendlesham Forest. John has just raised the point of interactions with the phenomenon. More questions. With Gene and Chris, you're in The Paracast.
Communications Network, GCN. Henry Ford once said, a man who stops advertising to save money is like a man who stops a clock to save time. Alex Castle here, the National Account Executive at GCN. I have the ability to customize a national radio campaign based on your budget while targeting your demographic. Contact me to find out how national radio can help your business be more profitable at 877-996-4327, extension 177. That's 877-996-4327, extension 177, and help me help you bring your business to the next level. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. Have you ever wondered why banks, stockbrokers, investment advisors won't talk about gold IRAs? They've been available since 1986, yet the financial industry won't recognize the value of gold for your retirement. Gold has outperformed paper investments, yet no word about IRAs. If you would like to have gold for your retirement, call 800-686-2237. Don't get left behind by rising inflation and low returns. Call 800-686-2237. Secure your future and call 1-800-686-2237. If you're worried about your health and you're tired of the nasty side effects of harsh drugs or antibiotics, then look no further. Supernatural Silver is the answer. Supernatural Silver is a powerful immune system enhancer that can be used every day to help keep you healthy and well with none of those nasty side effects. It's extremely safe for use internally as well as topically. And Supernatural Silver is hundreds of times more effective than colloidal or ionic silver. It is perfect for use in the sinuses, eyes, ears, and on any wound or skin issue. Supernatural Silver is also extremely effective when taken orally and can help fight off bacteria, viruses, and mold that may be overwhelming your immune system. Go to SupernaturalSilver.com SupernaturalSilver.com and use the promo code SILVER for 2014 for 20% off of your entire order and give yourself and your loved ones a fighting chance with Supernatural Silver. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. On the Paracast with Gene and Chris, we have John Burroughs, Nick Pope, talking about Rendlesham Forest. Okay, we're trying to discuss the memories of hypnotic regression with John Burroughs. Interactions with the phenomena, or phenomenon, since it's a singular. All right, do you recall any beings or creatures, or just the craft? It appears, under hypnosis, there there's not a real mention of a craft. There's not a mention of beings, but the phenomenon itself is intelligent. So there, what I'm trying to get at is the actual phenomena and the little blue lights are the intelligence, but it's an energy, not a, not like a being as most people say. So besides the papers, then under hypnosis, there does appear to be an interaction with it to possibly telepathic contact and stuff that went on. But I stress this is hypnosis, not what I remember. Okay, so undergoing this experience didn't bring to your conscious existence these memories. No, I mean, I, I'm real careful. See, hypnosis, a lot of people argue it's it's hard what to deal with. It's clear under my hypnosis, the majority of the time, I'm not being led or anything else. I'm clearly, I'm asked a question, and then I go forward with what I remember, what goes on. But I don't remember it 
vividly after the hypnosis. I just know it came out under hypnosis. And to be honest with you, the stuff under hypnosis is really hard to deal with because you look at it and you go, wow. And then, and then what really disturbed me is after I got a hold of these papers and started looking into them and started doing research on them, some of the papers actually support what comes out under hypnosis. Hmm, interesting. How so? How do they support? I mean, about, about the phenomenon, it being an energy that, you know, there is an interaction. If you break it down, that's why Nick, I wish would break it down a little bit more because he's covered it more. He had a lot to do with the whole report being done and released. But there clears to be something to it. It's, 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 it's irrefutable that it exists. It's irrefutable that it's had interactions, even with aircraft, and this stuff's went on. And what my hypnosis is telling me is what these papers are saying. Now, the big problem is, is what is it for sure? Where does it come from? Is it capable of interstellar travel? You know, and, and think of it this way. In these papers, it goes into the fact that all the governments of the world, the major ones, are interested in this. They're looking at it to be used as weapons. China, Russia, America, Britain, everything. Within the papers itself, it says they're looking at it, how it can evade radar, then be on radar, how it can come and go, different things that it can do. And if you look at that, even some of the technology we're now having the ability to do, including there was a working paper out saying there's going to be a, a day when soldiers will be able to communicate telepathically. All this stuff could very well be coming from this this phenomenon, which the governments are aware of, and they're not talking openly about it to the public. It's being kept under the black world and the white world, the white science isn't working with. There's a lot to this, and it's hard to digest somewhat. And Nick has a better background in this than I do, but it's there, and it just seems to constantly be overlooked. I want to ask Nick about that in a moment. Just to remind our listeners, you know, sometimes sci-fi kind of gives you ideas about our real life. And, of course, there was a cult TV series called Farscape in the late 90s, early 2000s. And one of the spacecraft used in the show was a living creature itself. Was itself a living creature capable of interstellar travel? So there you go. Nick, you had some more information to amplify what John said? Yes, just building on a couple of the points that John first raised there. I mean, in relation to kind of missing time and exposure to radiation, again, if, if I can just read a couple of direct quotes from the Project Condine final report, I think this might help. First reads, an important fact is that the reporting effect of presumed UAP radiation on humans is that it is quick-acting and remembered, although, curiously, following the event, there is little or no recall of events as a continuum. In short, the witness often reports apparent gaps or lost time, often not accounting for up to several hours. It is described as if the exposure causes a temporary memory erasure. So that's the first one. The second one I want to pick up on is John's point about weaponization. Again, this is a really important point about Project Condine that the media and the UFO community completely missed through just skimming through the executive summary, essentially. But buried rather deeper in the paper, one reads this. There is evidence that scientists in the former Soviet Union have taken a particular interest in UFO phenomena. 
They have identified the close connection with plasma technologies and are pursuing related techniques for potential military purposes. For example, very high power energy generation, RF weapons, impulse radars, air vehicle drag and radar signature reduction or control, and possibly for radar reflecting decoys. In other words, when it talks about RF weapons, we are talking directed energy weapons, radio frequency weapons. And indeed, that turned into one of the recommendations of the entire study. Uh, and it read, the relevance of plasma and magnetic fields to UAP was an unexpected feature of the study. It is recommended that further investigations should be undertaken into the applicability of various characteristics in various novel military applications. And that's a direct quote. Now, it's those novel military applications <laughs> that, of course, are driving the fact that much of this is still classified because right. if the, the R&D world, the, the research and development world, not just in government, of course, but critically in defense corporations and aerospace firms are working on this in terms of developing new technologies and new capabilities, that, of course, is going to be highly sensitive and classified. You know, from what you say, that implies they must have access to one of these whatever they are, one of these UFOs or UAPs or whatever, because just having something which is here and gone again, how does that influence research? Wouldn't you want to have some kind of hands-on? Can they have a hands-on? I don't know. I mean, yes, what you say has, has an absolute logic to it, but I, I have no knowledge of whether that's true or not in terms of, of an actual capability that's, that's somewhere in government. Okay, Rendlesham, it's nearly 34 years ago. Is there a more recent equivalent sighting? Not or on is this, this by itself? No, it's pretty standalone, Gene. That's why I was wanted to ask for the sake of our listeners. Yeah, I mean, this, this case to me is really, you know, one of a kind. And I know I've upset quite a few people in the UFO community by, by saying this case is bigger and more important than Roswell. What I really meant by that was, was obviously a big factor there is just the recentness of this in terms of if you wanted now to do a cold case review of Roswell, pretty much all the primary witnesses right. are dead, whereas with Rendlesham they're not. So, I mean, self-evidently, uh, you are much better able to uh, dig into this. and, and yeah, But, but, and but Nick, you're, you're, you're running uh, the risk of the... Uh the villagers grabbing their torches and coming after you with pitchforks, boy, if you start. Oh. <laughs> well, yeah, they, they have already. And, you know, one of the reasons for this, I, I think it's actually quite interesting, is that I think we've managed to upset just about everyone with this book. The skeptics, of course, don't like it because, you know, with, with particularly the material on Project Condine, it, it is undeniable that this is a real phenomenon of some sort and that government do take it extremely seriously despite the denials. On the other hand, the believers, the true believers, don't like the book either because I think they've maybe looked to, to Jim and John almost to be, I don't know, poster boys for this subject. But they won't be led, and, and actually they're pretty skeptical about, well, this is not necessarily extraterrestrials coming 
to visit us. And of course, that's not what the true believers want to hear. They, they don't necessarily want to hear about exotic atmospheric plasma phenomena that, that can maybe interact with, with people. Nick Pope, John Burroughs are with us. The book Encounter in Rendlesham Forest with Gene and Chris. You're in The Paracast. <laughs> Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there's the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the protectors find out more at rockoids.com that's rockoids r-o-c-k-o-i-d-s.com on the average americans work between 45 to 50 years hoping to build up enough wealth to retire and live out their golden years unfortunately with taxation the rising cost of food energy housing and medical many retirees are forced to live below the poverty line is this a fly free enterprise or is our monetary unit we call the federal reserve note forcing us into perpetual debt ensuring inflation and higher taxes these questions and more can be answered by reading g edward griffin's book the creature from jekyll island congressman ron paul states it's what every American needs to know about central bank power. A gripping adventure into the secret world of international banking cartel. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. I will give a silver dollar from the early 1900s to anyone who purchases this book. Call 1-800-686-2237 and order a copy today. It's critical that the public be made aware of the system. Call and order your copy today at 1-800-686-2237. That's 1-800-686-2237. I will never forget the day my son Jeremy told me he hated me and slammed the door in my face. I'm behavioral therapist Janet Lehman. Behavior problems can turn the child you love and your life into a nightmare. That's why my husband James and I created the Total Transformation, the step-by-step program that shows you how to fix the worst behavior problems and get your child to respect and listen to you again. No matter what the behavior, defiance, backtalk, angry outbursts, disrespect, we can help you stop it. Now you can get the total transformation for free. All you need to do is get the program and let us know how it works for you. You can keep it forever for free. Limited number of free programs available. Call now. 1-888-912-1595. 1-888-912-1595. That's 1-888-912-1595. 1-888-912-1595. There are many things the human body can do very well, but maintaining the proper pH level isn't always one of them. That's where AlkaVision Plasma pH Drops can make a world of difference. AlkaVision Plasma pH Drops helps your body do what's natural. Just a few drops a day helps rid your body of harmful waste and acid while promoting health and restoring vibrance and energy. Alkalizing boosts your immune system and can help fight headaches, irritability, cramping, and insomnia. Alkalizing also helps the body fight depression and even bone loss. To learn more, 
more about the importance of alkalizing and how you can find life-changing and vital balance, please visit AlkaVision's brand new website at AlkaVision.com. Same great products, but now easier to use and more informative than ever before. To get your very own plasma pH drops for just $29.95, call 800-518-7615 or visit AlkaVision.com. That's A-L-K-A-Vision.com. Alkalize your body and supercharge your health at the new AlkaVision.com. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. Our guests, Nick Pope, John Burroughs, the book Encounter in Rendlesham Forest. Now, as you probably know, Nick, the Paracast is one of the few radio shows that covers UFOs where we don't assume that UFOs are spaceships. A healthy and refreshing approach, because I think anything else is conclusion-led. And actually, this kind of insistence that we must be dealing with with aliens so blinds most of the UFO community that, that the moment people like Jim and John come up with something and then and it maybe takes you to a different and arguably rather more interesting area, people kind of don't want to hear. And, and the irony is that we get accused of, of being debunkers of this. And I've seen more than one review of the book where it's been suggested the whole book and Jim, John and myself are part of some sinister CIA disinformation campaign, blah, blah, oh, blah. Yeah, well, obviously he hadn't read the book. <laughs> there's a, there's just too much. I mean, the book is just so meticulously uh, researched and laid out. And one of the things that really struck me uh, about the incident is something that uh, was not known uh, immediately afterwards, uh, at least as soon as the public found out about the case. And that was Jim's, for some reason, he got a communication that, that compelled him to write down in his little notebook which you reproduce in the book, uh, page by page by page, a series of binary code uh, that goes on for page after page after page. John, why don't you give our new listeners a, a little bit of background on this particular aspect of the case, and then then we can follow up and, and find out about any sort of uh, reverse engineering of the code and, and what that code might say, what we've learned about it. Sure. Basically, because it, you know it came out when... We were working on a 30-year anniversary, going back over there, trying to go back together, trying to get more people involved. And we were actually doing a piece with, it's a series called Ancient Aliens Prometheus Entertainment. They um, originally, before the codes came out, were going to just do a 15, 20-minute clip on Rendlesham within an, an hour piece. Nick had been interviewed, uh, Colonel Halt, I believe, and some other people have been interviewed, including another guy that was involved in an incident. It was called the Coxford, Cosford incident, which some, some has a little bit of parallels to our incident that Nick knows about. But anyway, when, when we were doing the filming in Phoenix, we we're going through the notebook and talking about it. And then all of a sudden, these zeros and ones were there. I like, what's that? And from there, what happened was everybody comes rushing over. The people that were there, Linda Moulton Howell and the producers or the people that were working on it knew it was binary. And it took off from there. And what had happened after that was they started talking to him about that. Then they asked him if he, they could 
take some of it themselves and have it analyzed. Because Jim has said right there on the spot, he didn't think it meant that much. He didn't know what it was. And he, he said, basically, here you go. Take a look at it. I don't think it's going to mean anything. And that's why I never really said anything about it. So they ran it and they came back with, you know, a coordinates was People will say it could either be High Brazil out in the ocean by Ireland or actually Woodbridge Town Center, but they did come up with the coordinates and a, um, a message. So they went ahead, unbeknownst to me, especially till the end, and I'm not sure how much Jim was kept abreast, they went ahead and made a whole show on it. And I, I always had a trouble with it because as soon as I saw where they were going with this, they basically had Jim looking like he was the Messiah, that he received a message, you know, and everything else. And then if you go into the book, all the coordinates are laid out. There are different coordinates around the world, and there's even more of a message there. So he touched this, felt like he had a download on Saturday morning. He kept feeling it run through his mind. So he sat down, wrote it down. Once he wrote it down, he felt better. Didn't want to tell anybody about it because he was concerned at that point, which I can understand. You go telling people you had these ones and zeros, you're writing it down. You're going to get really into duty. You're going to be psychologist. You know, you're going to go to a psychologist. They're going to start checking you out. And at that point, your career could be over because they're going to have to decide whether that's important or not. And if it is, your career is not going to go much farther. So that's the gist of, you know, the fact that he touched it. Felt like he had a download, a flash of light, a download, wrote it down. Then Prometheus took it, looked at it. They made the interpretation of um, High Brazil and the, you know, the initial messages. Then it went out as a whole show, which I don't think was fair. I, I mean, I understand it put it out, but it, it really implied that he had some kind of interaction for sure. And, you know, it just didn't, wasn't very well done to me. Then it was deciphered more. Linda Moulton Howe had a couple of people. I believe the one guy's read, read Collie. Another guy, I can't remember his name, but he's in North Carolina. Unfortunately, he's passed. Then another guy by the name of Joe Luciano's looked at it. And that's where you'll get the whole message of what it was. What does that message uh, say in a nutshell? I mean, oh, um, I don't have it in front of me right now. Nick, do you? Yes, I do. The text portion essentially says exploration of humanity, continuous for planetary advance, eyes of your eyes, origin year 8100. There are then, uh, in between those text portions, there are the latitude and longitudes which coincide with a number of sites which are a certainly significant and interesting site, the Temple of Apollo in Naxos, in Greece, the Great Pyramid in Giza, uh, Sedona in Arizona, uh, the Nazcal Lines in Peru. So I, I think an awful lot of people have looked at this and and kind of put their own interpretation on yeah. this. I think uh, there's a danger of being very anthropocentric with this, and, and I think people see what they want to see. Yeah, I mean, yeah. especially uh, TV production companies. Indeed. <laughs> Well, that kind of begs the question, John. You you moved to Sedona, Arizona. Did that have anything to do with the uh, coordinates uh, as as they were interpreted in the in the binary code? Well, I mean, I was curious. I've been up to the site. What's interesting, this Red Collie guy that did some inner work on it and now got all the stuff. He said he feels it's down at Montezuma Wells, which is a, another burial site and stuff out south of Sedona. Most yeah, it's about three it, miles from my house. <laughs> right, right. He feels that's the location, which is what we wanted. We wanted us to put out and have people and scientific people start looking at it. I've always felt 
because of the way it is, there might even be more to it if you look at it differently, even another message. But Sedona ultimately came down to my son wanted to get out of the valley and try to school up here and stuff. And yeah, it was cool to be up here too. And, you know, I could look into it a little closer. Unfortunately, I got sick right after I moved up here, so I couldn't do some of the stuff I wanted. But directly, no. But indirectly, yeah, it, there, there was something too. I, you know, it was cool to be able to come up here for a while. So, huh. so, so Montezuma's well is uh, more of the I guess the the thinking of the uh, analyst that 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 would be the one, spot. one of the analysts feels that way. Red Collie, he's the one that looked at it originally and didn't get all the data. But now that he's had it, he feels it could be down there. Now, in saying that, that's the important part of this. There's different interpretations being made yeah, about it, and, and ultimately, it needs to be put together. I, I don't, you know, I, I really do feel that, and I've always felt that these coordinates don't necessarily mean that ground of dirt is important, but it's the area itself. Like yeah. if you look at what's interesting to me about the Temple of Apollo is there's an island not very far away from that that's where Revelations were written. Patmos. Now if you go to eyes, yes, and if you go to eyes of your eyes, that can be interpreted partially as Jesus Christ. We've got more to come from John Burroughs and Nick Pope. The book Encounter in Rendlesham Forest with Gene and Chris, you're in the Paracast. Independently leading the way for the nation. Compelling talk for every political persuasion. We are GCN. Graphic Converter is the image manipulation tool for the rest of us. It does not use any database. You get full control of all your files. Want to view the images of a folder? Drag it into Graphic Converter and a powerful browser opens up to show your image files. You could use it for slideshows. You could use it to import images from digital cameras or from scanners. Need to do some image editing? You can do that too in Graphic Converter. Also, print catalogs convert from so many formats i can't even list them download now to see if graphic converter is good for you like one and a half million other users guess what you could save money when you buy graphic converter use the coupon code night owl use the coupon code night owl to get a special price for graphic converter go to lemkesoft.com that's l-e-m-k-e soft.com lemkesoft.com l-e-m-k-e soft.com Americans have always been ready to defend, to serve, and to honor those who defended and are defending all of us. So this month, the freeze-dry guy honors and serves Americans with our meat, rice, and potato sale. Our unit includes four number 10 cans of quality Mountain House cooked diced beef, ground beef, diced chicken, white rice, and two cans of FDG dehydrated diced potatoes. 158 servings per case unit. And during the freeze-dry guy's meat, rice, and potato sale, get one case for only one two cases for only $3.55, or get three cases for only $5.15, and all come with lots of valuable freebies. For details, click freezedryguy.com and hurry. Sale ends soon. Go to freezedryguy.com or call 866-404-3663. That's 866-404-FOOD. Plus, free shipping to the lower 48 states from the freeze-dry guy. The finest freeze-dried and dehydrated foods available anywhere for long-term storage. This alert just came in. This special announcement is for business owners and leaders of organizations who've been waiting for the right time to build. General Steel has made it impossible to wait any longer with rock-bottom prices that could save you thousands. 
That's right, General Steel, America's leader in pre-engineered structures, is offering buildings at prices you will never see again. Don't miss these prices. A 50 by 100 for $35,000. You heard right. That's 5,000 square feet for $35,000. Manufacturers, if you need a larger building, try a 100 by 100 commercial building for $129,000. You can't afford to rent with these prices. Imagine a 70 by 100 foot church building for under $69,000. With the economy improving and interest rates still at historic lows you can't afford to wait so call 866-91-STEEL lock in your price now call 866-91-STEEL that's 866-917-8335 question could too many gmo foods and toxins be overloading your digestive and immune systems answer yes if you're searching for a powerful detox that's gentle enough to use every day use pro em1 from terraganics Pro-EM-1 is a powerful liquid probiotic that uses good bacteria to suppress pathogens and gently eliminate toxins from your body. A healthy digestive system will cleanse and remove toxins, support weight loss, improve absorption of food nutrients, and aid in controlling yeast and other infections. Pro-EM-1 is made with only non-GMO and certified organic ingredients, has no preservatives, and is dairy, soy, wheat, and gluten-free. Pro-EM-1 is the key to your digestive health. Order Pro-EM-1 Daily Probiotic Cleanse at Terraganics.com, spelled T-E-R-A-G-A-N-I-X.com, or call toll-free 866-369-3678. That's 866-369-3678. Also available through Amazon Prime. Pro-EM-1 from Terraganics. Life's getting better. This is Leslie Kane, and I'm with the Coalition for Freedom of Information, and you are listening to the Paracast. On the Paracast with John Burroughs and Nick Pope, Chris was about to respond to John's comments. Chris? Yeah, Montezuma's Well is a, a pretty important sacred site to the Hopi. In fact, the Butterfly Clan uh, does a, a pilgrimage there every year, and uh, I just find it very interesting because if I go just to the top of my hill about a block away and look, I can see the rim of Mont- Montezuma's well from <laughs> from just a couple blocks from my house. So uh, that's a, a neat little uh, eye opener for me today. Uh, well, how's that you- fire doing up there? As as we as we uh, are taping this show on on Thursday, uh, we have a, about a five thousand acre fire that's taken out the west side of Oak Creek Canyon from about the halfway point all the way up and over the rim, and it seems like it might be headed towards Flagstaff. Uh, any news on that fire, John? Only thing I've heard is, yeah, this winds have calmed down, they're going after it, and it's moving north away from Sedona and stuff. But getting back to those, what you're saying about that area, every one of these sites pretty much are sacred sites, areas. They're areas that, you know, have ancient civilizations tied to it. I mean, they just do. I mean, I mean, it would just be so cool if there would be more, you know, more research done on this. You know, open research. Instead of immediately scoffing at this and wanting to attack Jim for not doing it for 30 years, why don't you take a look at the data? It means something and see what you can do with it just before you attack the guy and go after him for it. Yeah. Well, so it was written down in, in a, in, a, in other words, the evidence chain, the providence of that particular notebook can be uh, uh, traced back to his, to his encounter. Yeah, when I looked at the notebook, you know, it was all, the pages were all the same color. It was the same colored ink. You know, it went in order, you know, down the line. Because we were looking at a particular date and stuff, and then it came after. Initially, I'll go ahead and say what happened. We Jim 
and this just tells me something about his character. We had a, a documentary that won something different a while back, and we said, hey, why don't you date the paper and the ink? And they said, yeah. And I says, well, I want you to know it's going to cost about five grand to do it. And they, the, the lady doing it, I don't think, had the final approval. She got all excited. They got a hold of one of the pieces of it. They took it. And then all of a sudden, at the end, they 86 the actual doing it. And we were going to have um, – his last name is Woods. Who are the guys that do this kind of stuff? Um, Ryan. Ryan. I believe it is. Yeah, Ryan. They were going to contact them and actually set up a whole thing doing it. But when they found out the cost of it, they backed off. And they had somebody look at it and say, it appears to be dated from that time frame. But Jim was had released one of the pages of it to them and was going to allow them to do all of that. So that just kind of tells you that, you know, if 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 he didn't if it wasn't like he said it was, it, he wouldn't have released it and allowed him to do it. Yeah. Unfortunately, the money situation got too cost prohibitive for this low budget documentary to do it. But I I can't speak for him now, but I I bet you if somebody contacted him and was legit about it, he might consider it again. Wow. For that to bear out, uh, that would be some pretty compelling evidence. You're compelled to to sit down and write page after page of binary code. (laughs) Right. And I would have to say it would have to be legit. You know what I mean? It'd have to be a chain of custody, somebody willing to put the funding up front and do it because he was willing to do it before. So I don't see why he wouldn't do it again. No. Well, you know, what do you, you know, this is a, we got a, a bunch of questions here for you guys uh, at forum.theparacast.com, where we have the question thread where you can ask questions of each week's guests. And one of our longtime posters, Blowfish, uh, he's been here at the Paracast uh, almost five years now. He, he's, he just has a general question, first of all, about what your thoughts are on the impact uh, on servicemen and women who encounter these uh, events of so-called UFO incidents on, on military bases. How have you made an attempt to reach out to other people that have had similar events? Um, for instance, the Malmstrom air force base guys in the missile silos. Um, have you do- dovetailed your, your health uh, research and, uh, and looked into the effect of these events uh, on unwitting service people? Um, not yet, but that is an important question. And that's something that should be done. Um, because I think that if people will look at the book, if they will look at more stuff coming out on Condine and what's going on, maybe they'll realize, you know, because one of the things it says in the Condine report is when you look at this, it can make you look at it differently. In other words, you may, you're going to perceive it for what you can perceive it as. So it would help explain some of the different things people claim they've seen. So the thing is, is that's one of the things that I'm looking, like Nick said, looking at it closer now, working on this. And I hope people that listen to this and follow this start asking some questions too, because I mean, a lot of this stuff doesn't necessarily show up right away. If you got close to it, it can take years before you start showing yeah. effects of what happens. That's true. Well, uh, we, we have some other questions here. Eric, the red, who's been a poster at forum.theparacast.com for the past year. He doesn't post many messages, but when he does, they're usually questions for our guests. And he wants to know if you can explain or give us some insight into Colonel Ted Conrad's dismissal of anything extraordinary uh, as related to this case. Uh, First, maybe give us a little thumbnail sketch of who Colonel Conrad was. And then, uh, because correct me if I'm wrong, but he's one of the few people that has like really gone into denial about this whole thing. Well, no, he hasn't. And that's the problem. That's the perception of the UF, the skeptics. I've dealt with Colonel Conrad. I've sat down face to face with him um, in the last three years. Um, 
what's interesting is is that somebody that was contacting him contacted me and he's a skeptic and was running his big deal about different things well i got involved and what was funny was initially the person that contacted me asked me not to even make this public and he ended up doing it down the line anyway but colonel conrad if you read the whole gist of what he said was he said that first he was on the record originally when it first came out saying he did, wasn't involved at all, didn't say anything. Later on, he came back and admitted he was monitoring the radio. But he ultimately said it could be many things to include even alien contact. So he never really did say that he didn't believe it right. or anything else. What he did was scold Colonel Halt as an officer and a gentleman implying that there was a cover-up going on. And that's what he really did. But what he did, but at the end of the day, his final summary was saying it could be many things. And if people took the time to investigate it and had the money, they could maybe put it all together. When I sat face to face with him, he had a bunch of questions for me. And I, at the time, I still hadn't worked that much on this phenomenon or hardly knew about it. But it made sense some of the questions you were asking me. And you know what's funny? If you go in these papers, the military pilots and people, and, and Colonel Cotteron was the base, but he got moved up to deputy base or wing, and he flew. Th- there's a correlation to this phenomenon can interact with aircraft, and it's in that report. And it's caused some issues before. It even says what pilots should and shouldn't do if they have an encounter. So a lot of these military guys, I think, know a lot more about it than they want to talk about, especially the officers and the flyers. Right. Let me follow up quickly here, John. What should a pilot do? If Nick, they can you tell a UFO. Can you, can you tell them because I, I don't have it directly in front of me and you might be able to because I know you brought that up in England the last time you went over that you felt the MOD should make this more public. Uh, yeah, as, um, as John said, one of the uh, big parts of Project Condine was actually um, what it, it said about air safety. And if you just uh, bear with me a moment, it actually talks about the, the need for pilots to avoid these things. It says, and this again is a direct quote, no attempt should be made to outmaneuver a UAP during interception. I mean, that's an extraordinary quote. And then there was a recommendation. It said, at higher altitudes, although UAP appear to be benign to civil air traffic, pilots should be advised not to maneuver other than to place the object astern if possible. Again, essentially what it's saying to pilots is if you encounter these things, be careful and don't try and, you know, interact, just get out of the way, maneuver it out of the way, whatever it is. Well, that sounds pretty sensible. (laughs) Yeah, sage advice. Right, just get the heck out of the way before something happens and... That raises all sorts of questions about whether something has happened. We have more questions from our listeners about the book Encounter in Rendlesham Forest, the inside story of the world's best documented UFO incident. Two of the three authors are here, Nick Pope and John Burroughs. And we've got five more segments to cover lots of ground, so let's get on with it. With Gene and Chris, you're in The Paracast. Think Alike, the network for the independent-minded. The Genesis Communications Network, GCN.
First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is The Coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors. Find out more at rockoids.com. That's rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. So here's what happened. I was placing an order online. The site went down. It took hours before it returned, but I'd already placed the order with another company. If your site goes down, you could lose business. And if you have a business or personal site, you'll want to know it's easy to run and it will stay online. At iWeb, your site is hosted on one of the most reliable networks in the world. Talk to a sales rep at iWeb.com. Use the promo code TECHNIGHTOWL for a special discount. Hi, this is Larry Smith. Sometimes bad things happen to good people. When the cleaners ruined some special clothing, all they could do was show us a sign that said they weren't responsible. But when they got the letter from one of our Legal Shield attorneys, he promptly gave us a check for $1,152. Worry less and live more with lsprotection.com. That's lsprotection.com or call 855-340-SAVE. That's 855-340-7283. Results will vary from case to case. Harvest Right is the world's first in-home freeze-dryer. Freeze-dry your own fruits, vegetables, meats, and full meals. With Harvest Right, you can prepare foods that last 25 years, preserving its freshness, nutrition, color, and taste. All your food can be freeze-dried. So don't throw away your leftovers. Freeze-dry them with this incredible in-home money-saving freeze-dryer. Go to HarvestRight.com to see how the Harvest Right freeze-dryer works. That's HarvestRight.com. Don't complain about your cable bill going up and up and up. Do something about it. Grab a pencil and jot down this special number. 1-855-905-MY-TV. The more cable TV rates go up, the better digital satellite TV looks. Say goodbye to the cable guy. And get more of your favorite channels in 100% digital quality for less money. Call 1-855-905-MY-TV. Sign up for packages starting as low as $19.99 and there's no equipment to buy. You get free HD TV upgrade, a free DVR upgrade, and free professional and installation you control what you watch when you watch it record your favorite shows pause and rewind live tv even skip the commercials watch local channels too at just $19.99 what are you waiting for pull out your major credit or debit card call 1-855-905-MY-TV 1-855-905-MY-TV say goodbye to the cable guy cut costs and get more 1-855-905-MY-TV 1-855-905-MY-TV I'm Kay Swirling from KSCO Radio in Santa Cruz. I'm 93 years old, and I'm a big fan of Alex Jones because he has the courage to speak his mind more than just about anyone I know. Alex is just as bothered as I am about all the advertising you hear for toxic prescription drugs that make you sicker, not healthy. I prefer to give my body all 90 essential nutrients it needs for life to prevent disease, not compound it. 
My favorite complete supplement is Beyond Tangy Tangerine from Longevity, which I take every day along with EFA Plus and Beyond OsteoFX. I recommend you go online to InfoWarsTeam.com to purchase these products and make them part of your daily regimen to get healthy and live longer. InfoWarsTeam.com Clark, author of the UFO Encyclopedia and other books. You're listening to the Paracast. Here on the Paracast with Gene and Chris, we're talking about Encounter in Rendlesham Forest with Nick Pope and John Burroughs. Wanted to ask you very quickly, Nick, did the Ministry of Defense documents indicate any serious level encounters by pilots with UFOs, attempts to shoot them down or vice versa? I'm, I would not say a shoot-down, but let me put it this way. If you go back in the Ministry of Defense files and, indeed, in the Civil Aviation Authority files, now the CAA is the British equivalent of, of the FAA, you, you will find, if you go into these files, several dozen near misses between commercial aircraft and UFOs and, and some military cases, too. There has not been, so far as I'm aware, in the UK, any incident where a pilot has actually... I, I correct that. Yes, there has been. There, there was one shoot-down or, or attempted shoot-down, which was the case of Milton Torres from 1957. Interestingly, he was a US pilot on exchange with the RAF. He has said that uh, when he was on his exchange tour, there was a, an incident where he was intercepted in response to a UFO that was being tracked on radar, and he was actually ordered to bring it down. He got a lock on on his airborne radar, but before he was able to get to a firing range, the UFO suddenly accelerated away at, at very high max speed. Now, there are a couple of other cases that you and listeners may be familiar from from overseas. The case of Parviz Jafari, in Iran from 1976, where he attempted to shoot an air-to-air missile at a UFO that he was encountering, and the case of uh, Comandante Huertas from Peru, interestingly, 1980, same year as Rendlesham, he did open fire on a UFO that had strayed into restricted military airspace with his uh, cannon. It's a 30-millimeter cannon, and, and the object appeared to absorb the rounds. That's the one. That's the one. Very interesting case. Yes, I guess in the UK there has been one, one alleged attempted shoot-down, but most of the encounters are, are near misses, but uh, no less terrifying, of course. I mean, there are reports, again, in the Ministry of Defense files of pilots shouting, look out, look out, and bracing for impact as, as these objects or phenomena, whatever they are, come as they judge it, dangerously close to their aircraft. And indeed, even now, following the termination of the MOD's UFO project in 2009, of course, these cases haven't stopped. And, and in recent months, uh, I think uh, two or three new cases from the UK alone have emerged. So this does go on. And of course, the other thing is it's hugely underreported. Pilots, like military officers, have real career issues if they start talking about UFO sightings. But pilots have found a way around it. 
And what they do is they tend to use phrases like unusual aircraft and unconventional helicopter. So watch out for those phrases in apparently innocuous uh, near-miss reports. Very I think they're called ass covers. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. Well, we have a couple of questions here for Nick here that I guess uh, Jimmy H. is asking one and also uh, Eric the Red. And um, I'll paraphrase both questions together. And that's, you know, Nick, you've probably done quite a bit of um, of off the record digging behind the scenes uh, with government contacts and military contacts. When it comes to the Rendlesham Forest, uh, Bentwater's case, have you been told in confidence anything by someone that has somehow changed your thinking and, and you know, in some ways uh, validated the case more in your mind? No, I haven't. But what I have had actually following publication of the book is a couple of people who were also involved at, uh, at the time of the incident contact me and I put them, I've, I've given out, John, your email address to a couple of these people. So I don't know if they've been in touch with you and Jim yet. So one or two people are perhaps now coming forward as a result of the book, which was one of the things that we'd hoped for. But no, nobody, to go back to the question, has taken me aside and, and, and said, look, Nick, off the record, X, Y, and Z. Okay. Another thing that that's uh, surprised me about the case is the actual coming forward by uh, by the base commander, uh, Colonel Halt, who has been on the Paracast too, I might add. And this is pretty, I think, unprecedented for a base commander to come forward and uh, really explain, uh, to the best of his knowledge, what happened, his involvement in the case. This, this is highly unusual. What are your thoughts, John, about this, about the whole role of, of Charles Halt in this? Well, for starters, he didn't have a choice because when the memo came out, his name was on it. You know, The one thing that was interesting from early on when the memo first came out and the contact I had from Department of Defense on this was they wanted to establish there was no cover-up. Now, there was some work early done on early on by Scott Colburn and another individual he was working with, and, and they'd done it through Senator Exxon. And what happened was Exxon started looking into it personally, and he found out there was interdepartmental memos and stuff going on about it. But what he came back and said, and he talked to Colonel Halt was to them, was that it um, didn't involve anybody in my constituents, so I'm not going to push this any farther. But the one thing that's going on is they're not appearing to cover up something happened. All they're doing is saying, we'll go by the Halt memo, which has kind of put Colonel Halt in the limelight. Now, over the years, he's come out and got a little bit more bolder and bolder with it, even said, you know, it appeared to be under intelligent control. He's scolded me to tell me I need to accept that we're not alone, different things. The one issue I have with him, and that's my personal issue, is he keeps implying that we were interrogated and, and had sodium pentothal. Um, used on us, but he implies it like he knew we had it happen to us. Now, my problem with that is twofold. Number one, if he knew about it when it was going on, he had duty of care and didn't stop it. And number two, if he found out about it later, he should be pushing harder for an inquiry because if different people that remember it and some people that think they remember it, it did happen to us, we were treated like war criminals. And that's not the way you treat U.S. soldiers or military people doing their job, not including the health issues that we've had also. So I think he's done a lot of what he can based on his security clearances and what he knows, and he's tried to stay on the edge on some stuff. 
and he wants to help, but he's sort of held back by security clearances. But I do have a problem when he keeps implying that we were interrogated and we were messed with and we don't remember what happened to us, you know, without him backing that up. Because if he really has proof, something should be done about it. That That's a little bit disturbing. My goodness. Uh, you know, I'm sure there are enhanced and advanced interrogation techniques, but but when you're trying to pull information out of your own guys and uh, you resort to things that may may have some questionable. <laughs> well, he said it happened. He said it's happened more than one time. He's been on the record quite a bit. Jim went under hypnosis and that came out that they used sodium pentothal on him. Other people have used the different sodium amethyl or something. But the bottom line is what concerns me is this. You know, a lot of people say to remember this, but Colonel Halt says it happened. Now, again, that means that he knows something happened to us and that involves duty of care. And that needs to be, he needs to do more about it is what I feel. Other than just talk about it. He needs, if he's a, a frontline colonel that knows this happened to us, then he needs to get behind us and, and force Congress to look into what happened to us. Why were we interrogated? What exactly happened over there? I mean, I understand SAP, special access programs, and national defense are important. But, you know, if we were interrogated and we're, and we're, and we all, several of us are having health, health issues, then I think it's his job to do more than he's doing. Okay, no. now we've had Colonel Halt on the show. Because he's made public appearances in connection with the Rendlesham incident. So you're saying here that you expected him or hope that maybe after all these years, he would give his troops more support for all the pain and agony they've encountered. Yeah, I'm saying that if he knows for a fact and has got proof that we were interrogated, then he should be contacting somebody you know, in Congress and asking them to do an investigation. Because why were military personnel exposed to interrogation just doing their job have you reached out to him about this yeah um we've had an interesting exchange and and some of it's private but he appears to know more than he's saying and and i'm not saying he has to go public with this you know where if it goes behind closed doors and it's it's classified um you know you know national defense then so be it but then something needs to be done but i will tell you this and this is something that that's down the line it was an earlier question asked i've got a lawyer that's working with me on this okay let's cover this more in our next segment okay john okay very good our guests are john burrows one of the people who witnessed the rendlesham ufo nick pope who worked with the uk ministry of defense the book is called encounter in rendlesham forest a high quality hardcover book as a matter of fact you're on with gene and chris you're in the paracast Not just an alternative to the mainstream media. We're the premier independent talk radio network. We are GCN. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. If you'd like to listen to GCN programs on the go, I have great news. GCN has created a droid and iPhone application, and it's free. Just as easy as going to GCNlive.com, click on the banner, and download. Before you know it, you'll be listening to your favorite hard-hitting GCN shows, live or on demand, right on your droid or iPhone, 24-7 and on the go. So download the droid and iPhone app free by clicking on the banner at GCNlive.com. Thanks again for listening to GCNlive.com. Again, that's GCNlive.com. We 
the People Grow Cotton, Weave Fabric, Engrave Ink, Embed Strips and Fibers to Protect from Counterfeit and Carding to a Private Bank, Having it Lent Back at Interest, Forcing Taxes to Service Debt. This capitalism, or was Jefferson correct when stating a central bank issuing the public currency is a greater menace to the liberties of the people than a standing army? Hi, Ted Anderson. I'm placing a free silver dollar in a book that explains our monetary system. Call for your copy, 800-686-2237. It's time to understand the system. Call 800-686-2237. That's 800-686-2237. Great news, pure water lovers. BigBerkeyWaterFilters.com has a special discount offer for all GCN listeners. You can't do better than a Big Berkey for economy. For only 1.7 cents a gallon, a single set of filters can last for 5 to 10 years. There's none better than a Big Berkey for emergency preparedness as a backup water source. And you just can't beat a Big Berkey to remove dangerous chlorine, all types of fluoride, pathogenic bacteria, cysts, parasites, and unhealthy byproducts from municipal water. Berkey water filter systems are even powerful enough to purify stagnant pond water. For the gold standard in water filters, get a Big Berkey at BigBerkeyWaterFilters.com. And all GCN listeners get 5% off all ceramic filter systems. For details, call 1-877-99-BERKEY. That's 877-99-BERKEY. Big Berkey Water Filters, for the love of clean water. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. That's my secret voice. That's your top secret voice. Okay, we have John Burroughs, Nick Pope. John, you were telling us more about your interactions with Colonel Halt. Can you tell us more? Obviously, I'm not asking you to reveal things that were said in private. What I was going with this is this. I have a lawyer. We've already sent out initial contacts to all the major people involved, the staff and everything else, asking them if they would do a, a deposition and a subpoena. Interestingly enough, no one responded back but one person. That was General Williams. But ultimately, if my medical records don't get released and if which I need for my medical issues and disability, then there's going to be a federal lawsuit filed. Now, it could go as far as um, where it goes deeper than just me. That's another whole issue that's being discussed, but that does take funding, a class action suit. But there will be a federal lawsuit filed against the VA and the DOD while they're holding my medical records back, and we will call everybody involved you know, this command staff and everybody else to testify and we will do depositions. And that's where it could get really interesting if that really comes. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking us. here, though, with all the brouhaha out there right now, the political freakout about the VA, isn't this an ideal time for maybe your attorney to bring this public or do you think the UFO factor is going to hurt it? No, it's been brought public already. Um, there was a press release before my surgery in December. And actually, interesting enough, Senator Sanders got involved. He was the head of the VA committee there. And he That's came Senator back with, Sanders, the independent from Vermont. Yeah. And he came back with, you need to go to the uh, special operations unit to get your records. That, I've got that in writing. So everybody's applied by records are classified. It sounds discussion. like a show game. They're saying, it is, go it see is. this guy. They say, go see this guy. Well, it really is. And what's interesting is, if you think about it, look at the way they're handling all these other scandals. 
to really get any answers, you're forced to file a lawsuit. They had to file a lawsuit, or somebody for Congress filed a lawsuit to get more details on Benghazi. This is the new way the government works. We're going to play ball with you just a little bit, and the only way you're ever going to get anything is you're going to have to raise the funding to file a lawsuit and take it further. That's exactly how they play ball. And that's where this will go if they don't cooperate with my records. And these guys are all going to get subpoenaed. They really are. They're going to get subpoenaed, and they're going to be asked to testify. And another interesting point is Steve Bass is working on something to try to get, not our incident, but the whole, all about UFOs in front of Congress. And it would be interesting to see if he does, if Colonel Hall and Sergeant Penniston would be willing to go forward and testify in front of Congress about our incident. I know I will, and I, you know, um, I'm sure others might, but I know I will. But it would be interesting enough to see if they were able to get this in front of Congress and our case in front of Congress, which was one of the ones that was in the, you know, the, the citizens hearing they did, would these guys be willing to raise their right hand and tell all in front of Congress? Right. That would be the uh, the ultimate litmus test, I think. And and I'll, I'll you know I would be surprised if people would back down from that. And if they were subpoenaed by Congress, I bet you they would do their you know patriotic civic civic duty and tell all they knew. In the case of of Colonel Hall, obviously there might be some security oath issues, but uh, you know he could go behind closed doors and testify as well. Right, so, and, and then that's what's important. If they want to take this behind closed doors, that's fine. But yeah. then it's going to show something of defense significance happened, which gets well, back to these papers, which says this is of not defense significance, Reynoldsham or anything else, yet a lot of the stuff in the papers are classified of defense significance. Right. That's like wanting uh, having your cake and wanting to eat it too. There it's either go. one or the other, folks. Now, this brings up an interesting uh, question. I was following in the late 90s the lawsuit brought against uh, the government by workers at the non-existent uh, Area 51, where they claimed that they, their health was irreparably harmed by the burning of noxious and toxic materials out there. And the case was thrown out because officially the base didn't exist. Well, recently the CIA came forward and admitted finally that there is a, a facility there. Now, it would seem to me that once there is an official admission of the facility, then that would then retroactively enable the plaintiffs in the suit that was filed to refile their suit because now there is a base that they can sue and claim they worked at. Have you followed any of this at all, either of you? Well, perhaps I'll, I'll leap in there. I think I, I understand the analogy, but I think Rendlesham is fundamentally different. And I think we have a huge advantage. And again, it comes back to the audit trail of government documents that we already have on this incident, right. whether it's Project Condine or whether it's the contemporaneous Ministry of Defense documents. And I think one of the most telling one, and again, it's, it's one of a handful of documents that we've printed in entirety at the end of the book, is, is a, a, a very interesting one dated 16th of February 1981, so just a few weeks after the incident. And there's this casual little two-line mention of the fact that immediately after the, the incident, General Gabriel visited the, base, the, the twin bases of Bent Waters and Woodbridge and was given items of evidence pertaining to the case, including Colonel Holt's audio tape cassette uh, that he recorded as he went out into the forest and had his own encounter. Why is that interesting? It's interesting because General Gabriel was Commander-in-Chief, United States Air Force in Europe, the four-star military officer 
And um, again, it comes back to the fact that the public position on all of this is we're not interested and we don't investigate UFOs. If that's true, why is, why is the senior U.S. Air Force officer in Europe coming in to be briefed on this? And because we've got that in paper, I don't think John and Jim are quite in the same position as the Area 51 workers, because I think although there are these general no-defense-significance denials, the, the paper trail yeah. exists. Yeah, I to, see your point, Nick. Yeah. So it it would be much, much easier in theory. But I I'll tell you, so, yeah. with this runaround, I mean, it just shows you how much disregard aspects of our government have for our, our men and women serving in uniform, especially uh, once their health is impacted. What's going on with the VA right now? Well, I can answer. Vets? I want to make some, say something. Out of that hearing that Stephen Bassett did, a letter was sent to the President of the United States by the ex-members of Congress and to the head of the VA. What's interesting is it ended up in my case file. Those two letters were in my case really? file for review. Yes, both of those letters were in my case file. Now, the interesting thing was the first part, they only released to Senator McCain's office. They held back part of my case file to Senator McCain's office, which got caught when I was filing my official appeal. And they gave me some more stuff on my case file, but they still haven't given it to me all. And they won't answer my FOIA request on that. But within the my case review for my disability, those two letters were in for the people in my disability review to look at. But there was no official acknowledgement from the White House. And normally they'll do. They'll at least send you back a letter saying, thank you for your concern on this issue. No official knowledge from the White House on that particular letter or from the head of the VA or the wow, VA that's themselves. highly unusual. Yes, it is. That's highly unusual. I mean, I think that's, uh, that's actually kind of evidence in and of itself. Yes, it is. And they mm. will not release my medical records. I keep emphasizing that, but they won't even answer where they are. They won't even answer if they've even tried to see if they're classified or if they did, whether they are classified. And every senator that has been involved, based on their abilities of doing FOIA and working with these kind of things, all hint at, including the letter from Senator Kyle's aide, saying that we're going to now go after them in the classified area. So my records are classified. So if this incident is not a defense significance, why would all this stuff be classified yeah. and why would it be the runaround going on? Yeah, it's, it's like a catch-22, you know? <laughs> right. It just goes round and round and round. It's like a Mobius yes. strip. Yes, and it, and right. right. it may I end up in court. Take... It may end up in court, yes. Yeah, well, that's, I was going to say that, that it looks like it's going to be headed in that direction. And then it'll be very interesting to see how this plays out. And And boy, you know, let me know what we can do here at the Paracast to help with that effort. And get well, the word out. I, I honestly believe that one of the things that needs to go on, you know, and the book itself was like Nick said, mainstream to get more people to realize what's going on. It wasn't going into too controversial of areas, going to too much detail on stuff as far as, you know, things that people would, you know, want to attack. It was more, this is a broad scope layout of the incident. And, it, you know, here's some of the binary stuff, you know, here's some of the possibilities, but the real important part of the book is Project Condine and what the government yeah. know. We'll have more to say about that in our next segment with John Burroughs and Nick Pope. You're in the Paracast. Neighbors, are you tired of dealing with a slow web hosting provider? Well, check out A2 Hosting and their screaming fast Swift server platform. They even have SSDs that load pages 300% faster than the competition. 
Ready to give your site a speed boost? Well, tell you what, neighbors, head on over to a2hosting.com. That's A2, that's number two, a2hosting.com. Check out their Prime Hosting account. And get this, neighbors, they're even giving you an exclusive 25% off discount for all our listeners. 25%. And remember, their Guru Crew support team is standing by 24-7, 365 days a year to answer any of your questions. Now, to get the discount, use the coupon code GENE when you check out. Mike Stennerson from Midas Resources. At no time in history have precious metals been more important, certainly not in my 22 years in the industry. The dollar has lost over 90% of its value in the last 60 years. No fiat currency has ever survived the government printing presses. Ours is not immune. The time is now to be proactive. 1-800-686-2237, extension 116. Anything tied to the dollar is at risk. CDs, annuities, 401ks, IRAs, stocks, bonds, you name it, so decide. Do you want to leave a legacy of wealth or debt for your family? The choice is yours. Call me at 1-800-686-2237, extension 116. That's 1-800-686-2237, extension 116. Be proactive, not reactive. Call 1-800-686-2237, extension 116. Americans have always been ready to defend to serve, and to honor those who defended and are defending all of us. So this month, the Freeze-Dry Guy honors and serves Americans with our meat, rice, and potato sale. Our unit includes four number 10 cans of quality Mountain House cooked diced beef, ground beef, diced chicken, white rice, and two cans of FDG dehydrated diced potatoes. 158 servings per case unit. And during the Freeze-Dry Guy's meat, rice, and potato sale, get one case for only $179, two cases for only $355, or get three cases for only $5.15 and all come with lots of valuable freebies. For details, click freezedryguy.com and hurry. Sale ends soon. Go to freezedryguy.com or call 866-404-3663. That's 866-404-FOOD. Plus, free shipping to the lower 48 states from the Freeze Dry Guy. The finest freeze-dried and dehydrated foods available anywhere for long-term storage. Question. Could too many GMO foods and toxins be overloading your digestive and immune systems? Answer, yes. If you're searching for a powerful detox that's gentle enough to use every day, use Pro-EM-1 from Terragonics. Pro-EM-1 is a powerful liquid probiotic that uses good bacteria to suppress pathogens and gently eliminate toxins from your body. A healthy digestive system will cleanse and remove toxins, support weight loss, improve absorption of food nutrients, and aid in controlling yeast and other infections. Pro-EM-1 is made with only non-GMO and certified organic ingredients, has no preservatives, and is dairy, soy, wheat, and gluten-free. Pro-EM-1 is the key to your digestive health. Order Pro-EM-1 Daily Probiotic Cleanse at Terraganix.com. Spelled T-E-R-A-G-A-N-I-X.com. Or call toll-free 866-369-3678. That's 866-369-3678. Also available through Amazon Prime. Pro-EM-1 from Terraganix. Life's getting better. We'd like to hear from you. 
If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. Three more segments, short amount of time to spend with Nick Pope and John Burroughs' Encounter in Rendlesham Forest. Now, I don't want to really be a downer about this. I think you realize, John Burroughs, that when you do file lawsuits of any sort, those things can drag on for years. And particularly, whatever the outcome is, there's going to be an appeal. Well, correct. But the interesting thing is, when you file the lawsuit, you're going to put the government on notice, one, you're not going to be pushed around. But number two, they're going to have to answer to that incident. And what are they going to do? Didn't say it didn't happen. And if they admit that it happened, then they're going to have to go into other details. They may even have to say it's classified. Now, an interesting thing, some FOIA that was done through our government, CIA acknowledged that the incident took place and they can either confirm or deny if they hold classified material. State Department acknowledged that they hold information on the incident, but they won't release it because it belongs to the Air Force. OSI reports to the State Department overseas. And as the State Department gets involved, it's an international incident. Now, when the Air Force was contacted, they denied having any paperwork. Okay, so there's another example of stuff that they're going to have to answer to. And when you take it to court, even though it may drag out, you're going to clearly show that this incident had defense significance and they're probably going to have to classify it. They're not going to allow people to testify. They're going to step in and they're going to deny people to testify. Colonel Halt's on the record saying he's holding more documents that he would release only if he was brought in front of Congress or in a court of law. Wow. But when it comes to Congress, can you get their attention away from Benghazi and the IRS and whatever else there is to pay attention to something like this? That's always been the problem. Well, I agree. But if this goes into federal lawsuit and it's proven we were interrogated, then Congress probably won't have a choice, will they? They're going to have to ask why we were done. And Nick brought this up a long time ago, duty of care. Right, Nick? Yeah, absolutely. The duty of care in the UK, we use the phrase the military covenant. In other words, meaning that because of the unique sacrifices, including the ultimate sacrifice that men and women in the armed forces are called upon to make, society in its wider sense, political leadership, etc., but also the chain of command, but society indeed as a whole owes those men and women a duty of care that perhaps goes above and beyond um, the person in the street who does not have to put their life on the line in this way. Let me ask you just parenthetically here, John. Without your early medical records, they still have your current symptoms. They can still do MRIs and CAT scans and everything else. They can, without knowing what might have caused it, still do quite a few things to figure out at least what's wrong with you now, right? Well, here's what happened. This is where it gets really interesting, okay? Um, My DD Form 214 was altered. When I went in and tried to get this stuff done, two things came back. The VA denied my disability based on I wasn't in the Air Force from 79 to 83. (laughs) <laughs> and they had an altered DD Form 214. Oh and also, they had no medical records. This is, we've got the proof. This is not made up. People say, yeah, well, it's there. Senator McCain, when they denied it, really got into this. And they went after the Air Force Department of Defense and said, you got pay records. You've got a, a, a physical showing he came in in 79 and was healthy. When he got out of active in 88, he had a heart problem. 
okay, how can you deny that he was in? I've got an email from the Air Force saying that I wasn't in. And what I did was I went around and they went around and we went to retirement and some stuff and we got some more records and got them certified. And then they finally came back after six weeks of a congressional inquiry. I mean by congressional, a United States Senator's office has gone in after them and they're denying I was even in. They finally gave me a new DD Form 214. Now, my attorney uh, got a phone call after we did a press release in December going into more detail about this, and somebody on the Hill called because it went up to uh, the head of the VA, both in the House and the Senate. Somebody inside one of the offices called, which he's holding back for now because it could come out later if it has to go to court, and said a lot of people don't even know their dd form 213s are altered because when they are involved in something that's classified, they are altered. Okay, so... Not only are my medical records being held back by DD-214, and Senator McCain's office is pushing this pretty hard right now, and they're starting to ask questions on what exactly is was this happened to these guys that would cause you to go to this extreme to hold back his medical records, to alter his DD-214, and they're aware of the incident itself, and they are starting to ask questions about the incident itself now. Has Senator McCain ever taken a position about UFOs? The only one I remember was he, he did a radio interview on KFYI in Phoenix, and they were talking about the Phoenix Lights. And I believe, and I can't say verbatim what he said, but he went along the lines that on something that's you know, you know, clearly documented as happening, there should be an investigation done. And that is out there somewhere that if you go back and look on YouTube, he did do a, a brief snippet or they were talking about the Phoenix Lights and remember when that became a big issue and they wanted to go to Congress and all that. Right. He did say on the record that he felt like incidents that were verifiable do deserve an investigation. Well, that, well, of course, least, is a kind of like hedging your bets there, but there you go. Well, right, but nobody's going to go on the record in the, as a politician or mostly military and talk about UFOs. Look at the whole thing when they did that presidential debate a few years ago when Obama was going for it. Yeah, with and Dennis Kucinich. And that all came up, and they all just were like, you take it. No, you take it. They don't want to talk about UFOs, but they are willing to say sometimes that there's something that did take place that should be further looked into, but no one wants to go into UFOs and aliens. Well, That's been the killjoy all along. And Symington killed the whole Phoenix-like thing when he brought that little alien out in that press conference. Of course, he's tried to live that down by recanting right. that claim. Right. Not that. No, but I, I'm still attention. confused. But, you know, let's kind of backtrack here a little bit and and do some reverse engineering on the government's, uh, you know, absolute transigence and 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 just stonewalling you what could possibly be their motivations other than withholding benefits and care and uh important medical records from a uh, you know a retired service person what are we dealing with here in terms of the mentality well there's different scenarios that have been run by my attorney through a consultant that we're using that i can't go on go on the record say who he is it's, it's just in client attorney privilege one of the things is number one was what exactly what bassett steve bassett's conference the guy that brought it up i can't he was from utah i can't remember his name now i'm sorry but he said if we go to this airman's records and immediately after the incident we see signs of different physical problems then we can start taking bricks down that not only did the incident take place, but he got sick. Then we can start looking into the symptoms and what they were. Now, this consultant told my attorney was then, after I got sick, I got taken to Wright-Patterson. 
for more evaluation. He said along the lines on these evaluations that are in my records, the different people that looked at me, including down at Wilford Hall, and, a, and I can't remember the colonel's name, unfortunately, on records. I was seeing some by high up people that were analyzing my sickness. There could be somebody in those records that there's a name in there that if you have research their name could tie back to a special access program. You know what? You know? We'll have more of this discussion in our next segment because we're running kind of low on seconds and I don't want to interrupt anybody, all right? Our guests are Nick Pope, John Burroughs. The book is Encounter in Rendlesham Forest, subtitled The Inside Story of the World's Best Documented UFO Incident. And from listening to the show for the past little while, I think you know why. With Gene and Chris, you're in the Paracast. Free from the shackles of corporate America, we're the place for independent thinkers. GCN. Graphic Converter is the image manipulation tool for the rest of us. It does not use any database. You get full control of all your files. Want to view the images of a folder? Drag it into Graphic Converter and a powerful browser opens up to show your image files. You could use it for slideshows. You could use it to import images from digital cameras or from scanners. Need to do some image editing? You can do that too in Graphic Converter. Also, print catalogs convert from so many formats i can't even list them download now to see if graphic converter is good for you like one and a half million other users guess what you could save money when you buy graphic converter use the coupon code night owl use the coupon code night owl to get a special price for graphic converter go to lemkesoft.com that's l-e-m-k-e soft.com lemkesoft.com l-e-m-k-e soft.com This alert just came in. This special announcement is for business owners and leaders of organizations who've been waiting for the right time to build. General Steel has made it impossible to wait any longer with rock-bottom prices that could save you thousands. That's right. General Steel, America's leader in pre-engineered structures, is offering buildings at prices you will never see again. Don't miss these prices. A 50 by 100 for $35,000. You heard right. That's 5,000 square feet for $35,000. Manufacturers, if you need a larger building, try a 100 by 100 commercial building for $129,000. You can't afford to rent with these prices. Imagine a 70 by 100 foot church building for under $69,000. With the economy improving and interest rates still at historic lows you can't afford to wait so call 866-91-STEEL lock in your price now call 866-91-STEEL that's 866-917-8335 we live in a complicated society stressful issues are always popping up have you ever been treated unfairly by someone have you ever been overcharged for a repair have you ever signed a contract or a document Worried about identity theft? How many times have you been in those unique situations where you just wanted to call an attorney to find out if you're right or wrong or what your legal rights are? But every time you think about calling an attorney, what do you think about first? That's right. Who do you call and how much will it cost? Our friends at Legal Shield have found a solution. 
With a nationwide network of 6,900 attorneys who average over 19 years of experience, Legal Shields law firms take over 40,000 calls per week helping their members. For less than $20 per month, you can have access to Legal Shield on everything from the trivial to the traumatic. Let Legal Shield stand up for your rights at lsprotection.com. That's lsprotection.com. Or call 855-340-SAVE. 855-340-7283. Results will vary from case to case. If you're worried about your health and you're tired of the nasty side effects of harsh drugs or antibiotics, then look no further. Supernatural Silver is the answer. Supernatural Silver is a powerful immune system enhancer that can be used every day to help keep you healthy and well with none of those nasty side effects. It's extremely safe for use internally as well as topically. And Supernatural Silver is hundreds of times more effective than colloidal or ionic silver. It is perfect for use in the sinuses, eyes, ears, and on any wound or skin issue. Supernatural Silver is also extremely effective when taken orally and can help fight off bacteria, viruses, and mold that may be overwhelming your immune system. Go to SupernaturalSilver.com SupernaturalSilver.com and use the promo code SILVER Silver 2014 for 20% off of your entire order and give yourself and your loved ones a fighting chance with Supernatural Silver. This is Jerome Clark, author of the UFO Encyclopedia and other books. You're listening to the Paracast. With Gene and Chris on the Paracast, John Burroughs and Nick Pope are here. Chris, you want to pursue the questioning? Well, um, well, I have a question here, and this is a good one. Recently, we've been hearing about UFO sightings in Kashmir, which is a uh, contested strip of land that's that's been, uh, geez, it's been almost 50 years that the Indians and the Pakistanis have been kind of uh, warring over this particular disputed, uh, very high up in the Himalayas uh, territory. Now, over the past number of years, there have been uh, little mini flaps of UFO sightings and, and claims of UFO encounters by troops up there. This is a question that's, that's kind of being posed. It's number one, it's by one of our uh, newest forum members. His name is AZZ7092. He just joined a month ago. And he's wondering, Nick, what do you think of, of UFO sightings that are reported in in hot zones uh where there's p- the potential for for imminent uh, military conflict or along dmz areas where you have an uneasy sort of cold war going on do we see any sort of correlations yeah my, my own view on that is that uh, that is precisely the sort of occasion on which it is more likely that we're dealing with drones of some sort that self-evidently either either from the two protagonists involved, or indeed from from other nations wanting to keep an eye on, on what's going on and monitor the tension. You've only got to look at activity in Ukraine to see that these places can be real powder kegs for something that has the capacity to go above and beyond that. And I think it's, it's self-evident that all the, the world powers would want to keep an eye on that. So when I hear about UFOs in areas of conflict, I, I immediately do think, well, this is military hardware. But I yeah, know that R- RPVs. Yeah, I, I know that obviously some people in the, the UFO community, particularly at the sort of new age end of it, 
kind of take this view that this is extraterrestrials monitoring our our activity, maybe concerned about what what we're going to do to ourselves. But, uh, you know, I think the answer is more likely to lie closer to home. Yeah. Well, in the case of Kashmir, it's two nuclear powers (laughs) that have been in a state of undeclared war for 50 years. (laughs) Indeed. You know, you've only got to take a look at that and, and see what the the, the real adverse consequences could be there. It's, it's a real powder keg. Yeah, uh, boy, I'll say. I have a, a question here from Cosmonaut, who is a lurker at uh, forum.theparacast.com. He's been a member of the forum since June of 2009, and he's only posted eight messages. So you're pulling him out of the woodwork, gentlemen. He wants to know what the full story on the idea that time travelers were involved with this case. Now, that's a new one on me. Does anyone want to grab a hold of that one? Sure. Well, I think, again, if, if you look at the, uh, the binary message, certainly you've, you've got this year of origin, 8100. And, I mean, when looking at exotic theories for what this could be, once you go above and beyond things like secret prototype aircraft drones, once you go further than looking at exotic atmospheric plasmas, one obviously, in writing a book, of this sort have to go out and say, well, what, what do other people believe out there? And the three big theories that there are in relation to a truly exotic explanation is extraterrestrials, time travelers from the future, and uh, some sort of interdimensional phenomena. Again, in the binary message, I think, to a certain extent, people, people see what they want to see. In, yeah, in lighthouses the, being misidentified yeah. by people that watch the area day after day, year after year. That's my favorite one. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I mean, as, as it happens, we cover three skeptical theories that I think are much stronger than, than the local lighthouse in any case. But because this phrase, origin year 8100, appears in the binary message. Uh, right, course, that's that's where the time travel thing comes from. Now. Yeah, and um, John may want to add something about this for, in relation to ideas that uh, either you or Jim have thought about, but obviously it is something which has, has kind of intrigued a lot of people in this field. Well, Jim, under hypnosis, did say they're from the future. I forget how many years, but way in the future. And they are us. And... And that's affected him, I believe. And he has other reasons behind why he's made statements about time travel. Um, My hypnosis briefly kind of hints it could be something from the future watching to see what happens. Um, But ultimately, if you go back to the condom report and the phenomena, and if it does have the potential for interstellar travel or whatever, how it's moving around, then who's to say where it's from? So ultimately, like Nick just said, it could be, you know, several different things. Unfortunately, just because we make a stance on what we felt like based on hypnosis and feelings, what it was dealing with, everybody wants to attack us and say, well, we believe it's this or we believe it's that. Well, okay, that's fine. We don't attack you for believing that. Why are you attacking us for just trying to explain in the book what we what what happened to us, how it happened to us, and what's the possibilities of it, wh- what we encountered? Okay, and that's where this this whole field in itself is a nightmare. Uh, I because, was just going to say, well, it's, yeah, it's ufology. Yeah, if you have <laughs> if you had some kind of interaction and you say something about it, and it doesn't meet somebody's opinion, look out, baby, here it comes. It's no different than. I feel in a lot of ways we, we, we've already had disclosure, but 
Now we need confirmation. But if you go into the disclosure crowd, you're going to get attacked for that too. So what do you, you know? Yep. I, I, I would be the first to absolutely agree with that. And I'm sure Gene would too. This, this fractious field is, is it eats its young and, and it, um, it's like that bucket full of crabs that are trying to get out. And by the time they all pile up and one gets to the top, the rest of them pull it back in. And not only that, but people ask why some people won't come forward. I'll give you an example. Okay. Let's take Colonel Holt and even Nick Pope. All right. They both were high up in their jobs. And Colonel Holt had a certain clearance. Nick had a certain clearance. Now, they clearly can discuss class declassified matters. Okay. And if they go on the record and talk about this stuff on the declassified stuff, immediately people think they're holding back. Maybe they are, maybe they aren't. You know, maybe they are things they can't talk about because of their clearances. But if they're trying to help and then people still attack them, why does anybody else want to help? Yeah, no. exactly. And and I think that gets back to the point that sometimes, uh, you know, people, people look to you to take a certain line. Like I mentioned earlier, you know, people look to Jim and John perhaps to be the poster boys for this subject. And when they say things like, well, you know, we don't know, that's not what people want to hear. People want the thing either to be aliens or time travelers or to be lighthouses or secret military projects. And, and when you say, well, you know, that's not necessarily the answer, but we we don't have a neat packaged answer for you, then you end up getting attacked because you're, you're not telling them what they want to hear. Yeah, like how dare uh, Jim and John not know if they're Pleiadians, Arcturians, Lyrians, Zeta Reticuli, uh, time travelers coming back from the future? I mean, what's up with that? It, it's like everybody wants everything in, in soundbite, uh, you know, just boom, it's this, that, or the other thing. It's it's black or white. It's, it's up or down. It, it, it's such a difficult field to really ascertain yeah. much well, of well, anything. I right. had a researcher, yeah, I, I had a researcher contact me beforehand to say, I, I don't think you're, you know, if you even consider time travel and mention it in the book, this will bring ridicule to everyone's clear belief that we're dealing with space aliens. And I said, have you any idea how ridiculous what you've said just sounds? You know, the, the, don't make space aliens sound silly by talking about time travel. Well, yeah, and Jim has been more on the record talking about time travel, and he's been crucified in this ruin the incident even though under hypnosis it comes out even though under hypnosis the binary comes out in 96 even though there's people admitting that they saw him working on the notebook right after the incident so he's been hammered i've never really said what i thought it was and i'm going on the record today saying it has to do with project condine and the phenomena itself and when i'm saying that i'm not really sure what the phenomena totally is other than what the scientific paper discusses points out and I think there needs to be more research done on it. And, of course, I'll probably be attacked for that because it's a government paper that's being released. So how can you trust it anyway? We have to trust this first. We have John Burroughs and Nick Pope joining Gene and Chris. You're in the Paracast. The nation's largest independently owned and operated talk radio network. The Genesis Communications Network. GCN. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a -a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. 
But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. So my elementary school-aged child is begging me for a cell phone. Please, Mom, please. All the kids have them. But I've seen the research, and it makes sense to me that any mobile device that operates using electromagnetic frequencies that close to me or my child's head needs to be blocked. Harmful wireless radiation is real. Protect yourself and your loved ones with Block It Pocket. Call 888-315-9618. Free shipping to the lower 48. BlockItPocket.com. Enhancing health and privacy. Tired of taking handfuls of vitamin pills? Look and feel super with a great-tasting liquid vitamin and mineral supplement called Passion for Life. This incredible one-ounce daily drink can lead to better stamina and energy due to faster, more complete absorption. Passion for Life contains 135 all-natural whole food ingredients. It's the best-tasting, most powerful product of its kind on the market. Order now by calling 844-TRY-LIFE or find out much more about Passion for Life by visiting 844-TRY-LIFE.COM. 844-TRY-LIFE.COM. We all know that Berkey Water Purification Systems are the most trusted name in water filtration. As an authorized Berkey dealer for over six years and serving thousands of satisfied customers, the Berkey Guy offers amazing specials for Berkey Water Filtration Systems. The Berkey Light Systems include a set of self-sterilizing and recleanable black purification elements that purify water by removing chlorine, pathogenic bacteria, cysts and parasites to non-detectable levels and remove harmful chemicals such as herbicides and pesticides. Order the Berkey Light System today complete with two black Berkey elements for only $231 and the Berkey guy will ship your order free of charge. With the purchase of a Berkey light, the Berkey guy is also offering a set of fluoride and arsenic filters for only $39.99. That's over 30% off the retail price. Call the Berkey guy at 1-877-886-3653. That's 1-877-886-3653 or order online at goberkey.com. That's goberkey.com today. Many Americans suffer from digestive problems, often totally unaware they're not absorbing essential nutrients from foods and supplements. Dr. Peter Glidden is aware of the importance of healing a damaged digestive system. Now, the product that I'm going to talk about today, Mackey Plus, and it is a combination of a superfruit, the Mackey berry, and aloe vera juice. Now, aloe vera is a very interesting nutritional supplement to talk about because aloe vera, you know, it's the stuff that you put on your skin if you get a burn. And man, it really knocks down the pain, the inflammation of the burn and facilitates healing. Well, guess what? It does the same thing internally that it does externally to burns. To soothe and heal your digestive system, order Mackey Plus today by calling 855-347-3696. That's 855-347-3696 or on the web at fireyourmdnow.com. That's fireyourmdnow.com. Hi, this is nuclear physicist lecturer Stanton Friedman. You are listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. 
In our final segment, Nick Pope, let me ask you, we're talking about time travel, some unexplained natural phenomena. What do you think UFOs are in general? I have no idea. I, I suspect there are a whole bunch of different <laughs> there are a whole bunch of different things. Ninety five percent of them are obviously just aircraft lights, weather balloons, meteors. What we're dealing with the rest of it, I don't know. And and you know, we can speculate all we like, but sometimes <laughs> the honest answer is we don't know. Look in, in the whole run up to the invasion of Iraq in two thousand and three how many problems came from people declaring things to be certainties when, in fact, they were unknowns? So I'm one of these people that when I don't know, I say so. All right. Yeah. So do you think there's ever going to be a time in our lifetimes, and we're all getting up in years a tiny bit, me maybe more than some of you, that will actually have a final answer to UFOs? You first, Nick. I doubt there is going to be a single neat solution to this. But I do hope that if, if we pick an incident like Rendlesham, for example, and, and we've mentioned some others like Roswell and Cashlandrum and the Cosford incident, but if we would take one episode, then it is my hope that if we dig hard enough, if it gets before a federal judge, if enough senators in addition to uh, Senator McCain, Kyle Sanders, but if even more get involved, we, there will come a tipping point we will have a critical mass and, and we will kind of unlock the the file wherever it is lodged that says, okay, this is what it was. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm not even sure if that file exists. I think because the government knows a lot more, they're a lot more confused than we are. Sometimes, of course, people who are experienced with uh, how to handle FOI are very careful not to create a paper trail or to create that paper trail outside of government in the private sector right, in the private sector yeah let me ask you john we talk so much about the interaction with senator mccain who's very outspoken obviously as a prisoner of war and everything very very interested in veterans issues senator flake the other senator is a much younger guy he was like 18 years old or 17 and a half, when Rendlesham occurred. What has his response been, John? Well, the interesting, I'm glad you brought that up. Um, Senator Kyle, the aide that was handling my case, actually stayed on with Senator Flake, and they recommended it through a letter through Senator Kyle to go to Senator McKay, not Senator Flake. So, okay, I, I, I want to kind of wrap it up with what Nick said, but here's what my take. All right, whatever we're dealing with, and it's in that report that it is of defense significance for two reasons. Number one, what are we dealing with? And number two, how do the militaries and governments of the world use it to their advantage? So as long as that is being, can kept, be kept under wraps and each country individually is going to hold down their research because they want the upper hand over each other, on top of the fact that some of this stuff can be used against their own people to keep them in line, possibly. Right. We're never going to get a straight answer nope. from that. And you know how hard it is to get anything out that's been classified national defense yeah. or, you know, as national security. So this is a national security issue. And so even the people involved in Congress, they're going to be held liable. You know, they're going to have to stay to their oaths because even if they do get a secret brief, they can't go out and publicly talk about it either. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a conundrum that uh, doesn't have any easy answers. 
well, I, I want to state right now here for our listeners that the the inclusion of the Condine Report information is is bombshell, and and I mean that's worth that's worth getting the book just for that, as well as the wonderful job that you guys did, really revisiting one of the most crucial cases in the history of UFOs, and and uh, we've had. Uh, quite a trifecta here the last few weeks. We talked uh, at length with Ray Stanford about the Socorro case last week. Uh, we're really on a roll here. John, I really wish you all the best in your efforts. Anything we can do at the Paracast to help you guys out, uh, just uh, don't hesitate to let us know. Any sort of petitions, that sort of thing, uh, we can help get the word out. I do have a question for Nick, which uh, yeah, is from one of our longest time posters, Dave M., who doesn't ask many questions, but he asks some doozers. And he's wondering about your involvement with Sony Computers and predicting a UFO encounter during the 2012 Olympics. Do you want to comment on that? Well, <laughs> because I investigated UFOs for the government, uh, basically a whole bunch of Hollywood movie companies and video game companies often ask me to do consultancy. For, for new sci-fi films, new alien invasion video games. And we do a lot of fun PR campaigns for that. And I've done, I've done some for Sony. I've, I've done, um, uh, when it comes to movies, I've, I've done the uh, modern remake of The Day the Earth Stood Still, um, uh, Super 8, which is a great movie, lots of, lots of other things. So, yeah, I get involved with these video games and these sci-fi uh, movies and it's it's great fun. I think uh, for for those people out in the wider public that maybe aren't in the UFO community, these sorts of movies and video games are a good way to get people at least thinking about the possibilities, what might be out there. Yeah, but not educated about it. Well, no, but uh, you know, I think the important thing is that there is an interrelationship between ufology and sci-fi, but they are different things and. You know, with sci-fi, with, with these video games and movies that I do, uh, I know, and I think everyone else knows, that it's, it's just, it's fiction, it's fun. It's tongue-in-cheek. Yeah, exactly. With a wink and a nod. If, if we can't have some fun with this, what's the point? <laughs> I agree, but what do you think, Nick, and this is probably going to be the final question, of some of these UFO-related reality shows on TV that seem never to get the facts right or focus on cases that have very little providence. Well, it's frustrating, but I think uh, the popularity of shows like Ancient Aliens has gotten TV network executives excited about this subject, and maybe they've commissioned a few things that uh, a few years ago wouldn't have been made. But yeah, it's, it's incumbent on everyone, I think, the network, the production company, and, and the individual directors, producers, researchers, and contributors to make sure that they do do a fact check and that they do try and get it right. And that applies not just to TV shows on UFOs, but right across the board. Accuracy is important. But we have the 24-7 cable channels, and that's another show, and not <laughs> yeah. on this program. Hey, <laughs> Nick Pope, could you tell our listeners, if they want to check out your work, other than their favorite bookstore, of course, where can they go? nickpope.net That makes it simple. We'll put up a link for you over the PowerCast site. John Burroughs, do you have a site or some place where one can check out what you do? Um, basically for now, on, it's just on Facebook. John F. Burroughs is where most of it, you know, most of what I talk about now uh, goes on, you know, as far as what I'm doing and working on and the research I'm doing on Project Honda. 
Well, please, John, keep us posted about your lawsuit. Once it's filed, and I assume there'll be some public announcement. Sure. If it comes to that, yes. And I, and I want to emphasize um, the ball's in the VA's court and the DOD right now. Depending on how they want to handle this is where this goes. You know what yep. I mean? Well, the logical answer would just be contact your doctor, say this is a matter of national security. We'll put you under an NDA or something, and we'll give you the information so you can treat the guy. But that's only logical. There you go. Right. Yeah, there the government go. doesn't work in a logical manner. No, it doesn't. <laughs> sure it doesn't. We all agree on that one thing. Okay, you can find us, ladies and gentlemen, on Twitter. We're known as The Paracast. We are The Paracast on Twitter. We have our forums at forum.theparacast.com. And if you go to theparacast.com, you can download every single episode of The Paracast from the time we started back in 2006. Even previous appearances by John Burroughs and Nick Pope. Has it been that long? Or go to Chris's site, OurStrangePlanet.com. OurStrangePlanet.com. His current book is Stalking the Herd. If you order a copy from Chris, not from one of the bookstores, but from Chris directly, he will sit down and he will sign it. He will and number it. it. Signed and numbered. You number them too? Yeah. Oh, wow. You know, think about this. On eBay five years from now, <laughs> we assume you've read the book. Just keep it in good shape. No I'm problem. jealous. These, these guys got a hardcover book, man. Hey, yeah. You better tell your publisher to get with the program. Hey, yeah. Nick Pope, John Burroughs, thank you for joining us on The Paracast. Thank you very much. It's great to be on the show. Thanks for having me back. I appreciate it. The Paracast. Featuring Gene Steinberg and Christopher O'Brien is a copyrighted presentation of Making the Impossible Incorporated. Tune in next week for a new adventure in The Paracast.